The itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the rain of blood that descended upon the town as hundreds of man eating spiders <laughs> grow a thousand times their original size and strip the flesh off of it. Man, woman, and child. Killer Spider Movies on Attack of the Killer Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. I am your host, Insane Mike, and this episode we're going to talk about killer spider movies. Man, I love I love when the shows start with you singing, but that <laughs> got yeah, that got scary fast. <laughs> I, I should always open the show with a musical number. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta really grab them, bring them in. I'm I'm just gonna say there may be two musical numbers in this episode, so just <laughs> forewarning you. So we're talking about Killer Spider movies. This is an exciting episode because we have a newbie to the show, um, and so <laughs> and I think it's the first time in Killer Podcast history that there's been two ladies on the show. That's is right. that right? That's right. More than one lady, so that's exciting. <laughs> so. Let's introduce... I didn't even think we knew two ladies. I know, right? Between us. I know. So, it's time to introduce everybody to the podcast crew. He thought arachnophobia was the fear of women with large breasts. John Stalter, everybody. (laughs) Hello. Spider Sam, Spider Sam, does whatever a spider can. Sam Hayes, everybody. <laughs> hey. You know it. Told, told you, two musical numbers. Yes. <laughs> she's excited she's not the only girl on this episode. Jason Bollinger. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, secret's out. Oh, you thought he was going one way and he went another. Yeah. <laughs> Tricked ya. <laughs> they call her the Black Widow, not because of her bite is dead, not because her bite is deadly, but it's because she has a red spot on her ass. Terry Turford, everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna ask how you knew about that. <laughs> <clears throat> and last but not least, our very special guest, first timer on the show. I don't have a funny saying. I told you uh. I ran out of ideas. <laughs> Susie Rudolph. Welcome, Susie, to the show. You can hear me okay, right? Yeah. What's that? What? Just kidding. What? (laughs) Again, right? Yes. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) Hello. So, welcome. Welcome. Okay. All right. So, man, before we get into killer spiders, we should probably go over to some killer news, huh? Nice segue. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Killer news time. Now it's time for Killer News. Ripped straight from the headlines on attack of the Killer Podcast. So, 
Dustin's not here yet to do the killer news. Yeah, we stalled as long as we could. I tried doing my intro slower. No, you didn't. Yeah. You're right, I got kind of excited. Don't <laughs> you get singing? It's go time. I know. Well, I suppose we could probably address the white elephant in the room real quick. We're probably the last, by this time this episode airs, we're probably the last podcast to talk about it. It's all I've listened to for the past couple of weeks is tributes to the late, great Wes Draven. His past major bummer. Um, and I know not that long ago we did a full uh, Wes Craven retro. So um, I don't know if we have too much to really say on the topic. Um, uh, but, I mean, anybody have anything you want to say about Wes? Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, his his movies are some of the, the main reasons why I'm in into horror, or even yeah. slashers in general. Because of, you know, Shocker and Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, slashers have been my favorite, I guess, subgenre of horror for pretty much my whole life. I just, yeah. Pretty much all of his movies have, you know, been some of my favorites growing up. Yeah, I, I it's it's a really big bummer for sure. I I was depressed for days after after hearing about that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, like and for me, you know, I was younger when the Scream series came out. I know you guys liked them, but I probably liked them more because I was younger and and uh, they were a bit more impactful to me at that age, I guess. But uh, you know, I love that whole series and. Freddy Krueger, my main man. So, <laughs> you know, he wouldn't exist without that guy. So, super, super bummed. Yeah, it's a major bummer. And I think the the one thing I don't think I brought up or that was brought up on the um, on our retro episode was just how I mean, like all. All directors that we love so much, horror directors that we love so much. Uh, I, I guess at this point you wouldn't even really call them modern, but um, all the horror directors we grew up on. Uh, you know, Wes has made his share of stinkers for sure, and and even some films outside of the genre. But comparatively, I really don't. I, I, I'm going to say this as a bold statement, and, and I'm not saying that Wes is my favorite horror director of all time. I think we all know where that, where, where I lay on that, George Romero. But uh, I don't think that any of those other directors has made, I mean, John Carpenter's probably a really close second, but has made such an impact on the world of horror over the past literally 40 years. Yeah, I can I can cite three times that he is either partially responsible or completely responsible for changing the face of horror films in three different decades. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, he's got his vampires in Brooklyn, but you know, <laughs> Night, Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street changed everything in the day. You know. Yeah. Um. And there's a lot of people in the industry that owe their careers to the man. Johnny Depp 
was Johnny yeah. Depp's first movie for crying out loud. Um, you know, Last House on the on the Left is another one. Um, I'm not saying that one specifically changed the face of horror in the '70s, but it's definitely one of those that that was part of that revolution of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and and more of those grittier films, independent horror films of that era that kind of changed the way horror was done. And then again in the 90s, man, I mean, he brought horror back to life thanks to Scream and changed the face of horror again. Um, you know, we owe all this, we owe the term meta, really, to, I guess, Wes Craven and what he did in Scream. So, so yeah, you know, I mean... You know, there's there's people out there that, that that feel like he's got he's got more stinkers and he's got hits, but man, those hits way outshine. I mean, he can make a hundred stinkers, but like the, the you know the four or five hits that he has, um, just outshine outshine all of that. And I I, I truly believe that uh, none of the other horror directors have that big of an impact. I mean. George Romero, you know, Nihilism Dead, you know, I mean, he reinvented, he, re, he, he reinvented what zombies were. And, and we wouldn't have all this zombie culture today if it wasn't for Nihilism Dead. John Carpenter birthed the slasher films with Halloween, one of the greatest horror movies ever. You know, Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but... But Wes Craven did it multiple times, changing the face of horror. So I think that's pretty cool. For sure. Anybody else? All right. Hmm. <laughs> what else we got for uh, killer news? Anybody? Anyone watch the Krampus trailer? I did. Yeah. I'm pretty pumped yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sam may not be. I mean, I was surprised to see so many like bigger named actors attached to it, which. Um, but then I think about it, it's the same director that did Trick or Treat. Yeah. And you know that was kind of a similar situation with that movie. I'm I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think I think it could swing either way. But just like looking from the trailer, it just seemed like a lot of like jump scares and like those weird like elf creatures that kind of came out of nowhere. Like well, Kramp- he's got like these weird elf minions. You know, yeah. Sam's never liked elves. Okay, you know that. <laughs> well, and the trailer, I think the trailer may be deceptive because they played it pretty straight in the trailer, but with the names that are like the actors in this, like there's no way that it's not somewhat of a comedy. Like it has to be, I mean, you've got Adam Scott and, um, (laughs) yeah. What's his face? Uh, well, then you got Tony Collette. What's, what's that one guy? Uh, David coach, coachner, the whammy guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Puckner? From, from Anchorman. The guy from Anchorman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love him. And Cheap Thrills or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. I mean, I imagine there has to be some comedy to it, which wasn't really shown in the trailer at all, so I'm kind of... Oh, yeah. 
No, I think you get like a sense of the comedy. Like I like the setup, just like the the idea of like this completely terrible family that's totally rotten. Yeah. Getting their just desserts, but I don't know. Just mainly the effects kind of make me a little bit more cautious, but it could be fun. It's just a trailer, man. It's just a trailer. It's meant to I get know. you excited. <laughs> <laughs> Any idea when it's supposed to be out? Uh, it comes out in December. I'm pretty nice. sure. Okay. In theaters, anyway. Yeah. Now is now is that for sure? We're not going to have the same problem that he had with Trick or Treat, are we? Three years later. No, this one is for sure. Yeah, that's why Trick or Treat actually got pushed. I read somewhere that um, the reason Trick or Treat Two has been pushed back was because of this movie. Like apparently, someone else was wanting to make a similar movie, so they just kind of had to jump on it and do it if it was going to happen. So they put the other one on the back burner momentarily. Without even seeing the trailer, I'm excited because I love Trick or Treat a lot. I think it's a a really good film, and I he has he has a nose for horror that is in tune with what I like in horror. Yeah. So I think Krampus um will follow through with that as well. I'm hoping. And I'm well because Trick or Treat has become like. A, a Halloween tradition for me, like well, not, maybe not on Halloween, but near and or around. I have to watch that movie. It's just become mm-hmm. one of my favorites for that season, and I'm hoping that this one is going to become a new favorite for the Christmas season. Like he seems to do a lot of the holiday-oriented stuff, but I'm cool with that. It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. To put Krampus right in there with Silent Night, Deadly Night, and um. Cadaver Christmas and uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special as my annual <laughs> oh, man. holiday viewings. He's kidding. It looks like December fourth is when it's supposed to be out. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. Right. Nice. Awesome. I hope it gets a decent theatrical release. And, you know, we'll get one theater in Iowa that'll show it. Well, with Adam Scott being attached, like he's pretty big name since Parks and Rec. I imagine yeah. that it'll. Yeah, but he still does a lot of really independent, you know, direct-to-digital um, I don't know. I, I, I've heard quite a bit of buzz about it, even from my non-horror like horror fan friends, so... Good. Well, that's good. That's good. Keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. I think, aren't there some other Krampus-oriented movies coming out, too? Yeah, there's a few other horror Christmas horror movies, but I cannot remember any other names. <laughs> so I failed. Failed. That's exciting if we get more than one um, Christmas-oriented horror movie this year. That'd be pretty Heck cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a long time since that's happened. Well, like Krampus. Yeah, Krampus is like blowing up in America. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Christmas horror. Didn't you get to meet um, Silent Silent Night Deadly Night guy, John? I did. <laughs> I I this was super exciting to me because Silent Night Deadly Night is one of my favorite movies of all time, like easily in the top five. I uh, went to Horror Hound last weekend, and Robert Brian Wilson made his first convention appearance at Horror Hound, and I got yeah. to meet him, and he was awesome. 
That's cool. He was also kind of nervous, I think, because I didn't. I don't think he really, you know, knew what to expect from everybody. So in a lot of the photos I saw him take, he just kind of had his hands clasped at the front, you know, just kind of like, uh, I don't know what to do here. Where do I put my hands? <laughs> but he had reverse hover hand. But uh, <laughs> but he was he was really really cool. I I told him that I drove six hours to meet him, and he was kind of dumbfounded by that. I think like, wow, somebody really wanted to meet me. Weirdo. <laughs> give, give me your money. But no, he was really, really cool. I I hope that I get to see him again sometime and, and meet him again. Is he still is he still big? Is he No, he is skinny and bald. Really? Like not super skinny, but I mean he's definitely not jacked like he was in that movie. Okay. But it, you could still tell it was him. I mean he was but he was a really, really cool guy, very very down to earth. So it so was, I have okay. So I have to ask if you're a fan of the original Silent Night Deadly Night, what'd you think of? I'm not gonna call it the remake, but the new Silent Night. Um, when I I've only seen it once, and when I watched it, I didn't really like it. But there, I kind of want to revisit the movie, but I still don't expect to like it. But there were there were a few scenes that kind of stuck out with me in in my mind after watching it. Okay. But I mean. I don't know. It it just really wasn't my thing when I saw it the first time. But okay. I'm willing to give it another shot. Sure, sure. I enjoyed it. I I, I thought it was pretty cool. And I and I didn't really said that was any connection to the original film was them kind of doing a remake of the uh Linnea Quigley on the Antlers scene. Mm-hmm. Which failed in comparison to the original, obviously. Yeah, the original is my uh, favorite death in a movie ever. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Every time I see Linnea, I, I, I tell her that because it's, it's just such a great scene. <laughs> Being impaled on antlers. So then what are your thoughts on Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2? Or as I refer to it as, Garbage Day! <laughs> or Flashback for three-fourths of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it is what it is. It's not good. <laughs> it's worth it for garbage day. That's all I'm saying. I own I own all of them, but yeah. Actually, the Toy Maker, which has nothing to do with the first two, is actually kind of a fun movie. Have you watched I, that one? I I like the Toy Maker one simply out of the fact that like I remember, um, and I've 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 read the letter, maybe in my DVD, I don't remember, um, that, like, uh, um, Mickey Rooney wrote a really nasty letter to the studio when Silent Night, Deadly Night came out, and yeah. just saying all these horrible things, and boycotting the movie, and all this stuff, and then years later, he appears in a Silent Night, Deadly Night movie, so, that makes me, that, that always made me smile. He needed the money. Exactly. That now, buddy. Cool. All right. Any other killer news? Any other flash or any other highlights from your the show you went to, John? Um. Well, I didn't get to meet Robert England because it turns out you have to have a timed ticket, mm. which uh, wasn't exactly the most obvious thing on the on their uh, website. But yeah, I go. I tried to get in line. He's like, "Well, do you have a ticket?" I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't know I was supposed to buy one." Yeah, if you wanted to meet him like between two and three, you had to have a ticket for between two and three. 
Goodness. So, I saw him from about, I don't know, 60 feet away, so that was cool. At least I think it was him. <laughs> Looked like an older guy with a beard. Oh. Could have been some other guy. I don't know. But no, it but was... It, what were you going to say? Wasn't it like a big kind of Wes Craven reunion almost? Like there were tons oh, of yeah. cast members like from all of the films. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... I didn't meet Heather Langenkamp again. I wanted to, but I've already met her twice. So we met Amanda from the first one, and she was she was super sweet, mm-hmm. uh, amazing woman. Um, and then I met uh, let's see, Kelly Joe Minter from Part mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. My my wife was actually more excited to meet her than I was because my wife is a huge summer school fan. Summer oh, school, that's right. And she <laughs> she wore her Fright Rags uh, uh, shirt, Chainsaw Dave. And she loved that shirt. She's like, I've never seen that before. That is amazing. But she was she was absolutely great to meet. Uh, very very personable. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see who else did I meet. Uh, Lisa Wilcox. Mm-hmm. I had to meet her for a second time because I still have a crush on her. Big time. <laughs> she still looks great. Uh, another one of those people is just very down to earth. I mean, nobody at nobody at the show was mean or anything like that. Everybody was just super great. I mean loves me they love meeting the fans and it shows that is outstanding did you meet james hong no <sighs> what uh did you want to pay like the 40 dollars <laughs> that it was yes wasn't he in low pan makeup too yeah but you had to pay extra for that for like the uh uh the oh, photo I, uh, have. I don't even care yeah <laughs> i wanted to spend money at the synapse table which i did so I bought DVDs instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd say that I'd go up and meet him, but I probably wouldn't. I can... <laughs> he, looked kind of, he looked kind of bored, actually, when I saw him. Like, what? That's sad. Fucking Americans, just give me your money. <laughs> He's getting up there, though. Probably didn't. Yeah, he put on a whole bunch of low pan makeup. <laughs> no, he He's didn't. probably like nine, almost ninety. I would guess, like in his 80s at least. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely up there in age for sure. And yeah, I mean, we all we all you know love him for Big Little Trouble in Little China, but man, that man's that man's list of credits credits yeah. is unfreaking believable. He's done too. everything. Oh yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Uh. Very awesome. Any other news? That's it. Just uh, this uh, tomorrow. When this comes out, it'll be tomorrow. But yeah, we're releasing our new movie that we've talked <laughs> yeah. about for seven years. Yeah, Demonicum Blu-ray. Woo! Woo! <laughs> how many hours of special features? Hours? Who knows? like a hundred and <laughs> he obviously counted that all up yeah. and it's it's worth it for the disc design itself I, I it's my favorite thing about the whole that was the deciding factor to do it on blu-ray instead of dvd it was like the cool the cool image on the uh how can people get this blu-ray jason it's only because you don't know yet uh, <laughs> you have to remember. Uh, demonicamovie.com, prescribedfilms.com. Remind me to never, never do infomercials with you. 
I've been trying to tell you to stop asking me to. Oh, uh, look at that. I got one right here in front of me. They don't? So pretty. Never breaks one. Okay, so with that out of the way, shameless plugging, let's um let's get into some killer spider movies, huh? How about that? Yeah. Sounds like a plan, everybody Woo! all for it? Yup, yup. Yep. Who's gonna start us off? Hmm. So Terry. I think <laughs> Oh my god. I was just like, he's gonna say me, he's gonna say me. He always says me. <sighs> well, okay. I guess I'll go then. Um, let's start with arachnophobia. It's your basic egg sack. <laughs> oh my god, John Goodman. That's all, that's all you need from this movie, really. I mean... The whole movie is good, but John Goodman is so stellar. I can't even, can't even handle it, man. Oh, um, I guess I'm supposed to give a synopsis. Is that why you're being quiet? Um, well, there's this jungle expedition, and this uh, this photographer. He's gonna go on this expedition with these scientists and get some sweet pictures and um well they find this spider's nest up in the trees and they taunt it and they fuck with it <laughs> and the spiders get mad really? so they come down and they bite this photographer when he's trying to take a nap in his tent and he dies like instantly and they ship him back home and little do they know that the spider was a stowaway in the box that they sent him home in and so now there's an infestation of these deadly spiders in the states and uh, then you've got Jeff Daniels is this doctor and he just moved to this small little town and he thinks it's going to be all peaceful and awesome. And he has to deal with people dying from these deadly spiders. And, you know, then they battle it out and whatnot. It's a basic idea. It's a basic egg sack. <laughs> yeah, obviously, John Goodman steals the show on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's and what what perfect casting. I mean, man, I, I love John Goodman. I, I'd put this movie uh, right up there with Big Lebowski as like John Goodman performance. So, do you think but, he's like? I was gonna say, do you think he's like trying to channel Bill Murray a little bit in this movie? Yes. Not yeah. to say he's like copycatting, but. It's little, I, yeah, I can definitely. It's like the that. only time he's ever like tried to do an accent or something, you know, or or talk guy. different. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I never. He's usually just himself being awesome, but he's uh, definitely he had a little he voice a this time. Pretty big southern accent though. In um, oh brother, where art thou though? 
Oh, yeah. That's true. I guess that's true. That was a little bit of a bigger performance out of him. But, uh, no, but I know what you're saying. And, yeah, I never really thought of that, but, like, it, it not a, now that you mention it, it's, it's a little bit of, a little bit of Bill Murray Caddyshack action going on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, a great cast, man. You mentioned Jeff Daniels. He's awesome. Julian Sands. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Great he, seeing him in a major role. Yeah. Yeah. Not some direct uh, um, DVD Warlock sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the first one. Anyway. Oh, yeah. The part, I just watched it this week, and, like, the the part I completely forgot about or didn't think about, because I haven't watched it for many, many years, is that it was an Amblin movie. And it totally right, felt yeah. like it, watching it again. And I kind of liked that it was, you know, like, because I knew what I was I was going to get. I mean, I was going to get those vibes and the, and the music and all the beats, you know, and the certain feel and look. You're, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it does have that emblem feel to it. And and you you know me. I, I kind of joke about the emblem stuff all the time, you know. Like, you know, Steven Spielberg was directed all those movies, you know, and all that, and, you know, you know, you know, I was cracking jokes about Steven Spielberg being a control freak and stuff. But with that said, <laughs> everything that Amblem has ever put out is are is like, well, one, it's my childhood for one. Goonies, yeah. Gremlins, yeah. Poltergeist, and they're all freaking awesome movies. And I love I love the the tones that all those movies have. And you got you know, you, you, you got movies like Gremlins, Arachnophobia, Poltergeist. If those movies were done were done by any other studio, produced by anybody else, they would have not been the same movies. And what's great about them, as being a kid grew, growing up in the um, world of every other week there was a new Amblin movie that came out, uh, they are great introductions for horror, horror for, for kids. And and some of those movies may or may not have kind of paved the way for, for a lot of us into exploring other things when we were kids, uh, getting into horror films. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it was it was super fun. I I could have sworn that I'd seen this movie before, but when I watched it, I, it didn't seem familiar at all. But it, oh, really? I loved it. It was it was so much fun. And definitely was successful in giving me the creepy crawlies. Like, I was freaking out a little bit at the end. I, <laughs> I swore I was starting to see spiders out of the corners of my Oh, eye. you start itching and you uh, feel the hairs yeah. move on your uh, eyes and shit. I was like, maybe I'll just go outside of my apartment for a while and not just sit here. It's, it was good. Yeah. yeah I, used, I used to watch this movie, like, all the time as a kid and... St- the stuff that always got me was like when they're in the shower or like yeah. you know, doesn't he like crawl into like a football helmet at one point too like that <laughs> stuff just like that mundane kind of stuff where it kind yeah. of fucks with your head it's kind yeah. of like that's what I love in horror movies where it's like very plausible like you know you don't have to worry about some zombie eating your brains out but Exactly. Poisonous spiders in the shower. You might, might think twice <laughs> next time you take a shower. Well, and I just kept thinking the entire time I was watching. I'm like, man, 
I know that there are spiders in here. Like I've seen, (laughs) I live in an old building. Like I see them all the time. Like it's almost a daily occurrence. And I'm like, God damn it. Why am I watching these fucking movies? I'm going to freak myself out. Have to call the exterminator or something. What's also great this movie is like, you know, and I'm not going to get on, you know, a CGI soapbox, but but because it's more than that, you know, it, it's all practical in this. I mean, a lot of real spiders, you know, and like all the effects look really good. And, um, you know, it's not like, it's not like a kingdom of the spiders where they are, um, using real spiders, but there's like scenes where you, you could just tell somebody's right off camera dumping a box of tarantulas on top of somebody's head, you know, like things, <laughs> things are orchestrated really naturally in, in, in arachnophobia. And I, I'm going to say it, Based on just looking at our list here, it's got to be, uh, hands down, um, probably the best spider movie on the, on this uh, in this uh, subgenre, really. And I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, the way the way the film was made, um, the way it was shot. Because wasn't it Gary? Was it Gary Marshall that directed it? Um, uh, Frank Marshall. Or Frank Marshall, excuse me. <laughs> you know, and you know that's a guy who's, who knows what he's doing and in the the studio system for quite a while. So you know his humor and um, and then you know having you know using the real spiders in the proper way and you know using the special effects in the proper way and stuff. I mean, it just it holds up and it looks really good. So it does. Yeah. I got to see this in the theater, man. When it first came out, <laughs> nice. I'll tell you, you're like, I'm not saying I put arachnophobia in my top ten movies or even in my top hundred movies, but it's definitely one of the top movie going experiences that I that I've ever had. Why? Because there are moments of the movie. I, I sat closer to the front, and there are moments in the movie that I turn around, and I just watch the crowd, just because <laughs> like everybody was just. Free- I had never seen a crowd freak out as much. As in arachnophobia, it was so much fun just watching everybody jump and scream and, you know, get the heebie-jeebies and, you know, act like they're brushing invisible spiders off their shoulders or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was it's it was an amazing experience. So, so much fun being a horror movie fan and watching all these like normies. <laughs> normies. <laughs> <laughs> So would you say that this movie did for spiders what, say, Jaws did for sharks? Do you think it's kind of comparable? I think people are already freaked out by spiders. Like, they didn't need a movie to really help them. Really? Uh, Arachnophobia is actually pretty common from what I can tell. My only argument... To, to that, Sam, is the fact that I, I just, cinematically, it just it didn't have the same impact as Jaws. No. You know, it, it, it's, I'm not saying it's forgotten, but, you know, and comparatively, it, it's not as, it's definitely not as well known as, as Jaws. I mean, and, you know, you could say Jaws to somebody who's never seen the movie and they know what you're talking about. You know? Yeah. Um... And yeah, and to Terry's point, yeah, you know, the fear was already there. But that brings up a, a point that I want to I want to uh, bring up is like there's these phobias that are universal phobias that tons of people have, and they have names for them for crying out loud: arachnophobia, right? Fear spiders. Uh, 
<clears throat> um, and you have other ones too, like you know, all these people that are afraid of clowns. It's like clowns and spiders are like. It's almost as if it's too easy to make really good scary horror movies out of those two sub sub genres. There really isn't a ton of just really good scary, you know, yeah. that, that really impact those phobias. It's yeah, it's strange. I agree. Like you'd think that people would be, you know, cranking those things out, you know. Yeah, it's 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 like almost too easy. You're just guaranteed to scare the yeah. piss out of somebody. It's not a challenge. Man, yeah, is that it? It's not a challenge, or or maybe it's on a technical side too much of a challenge when it comes to spiders, you know? But or maybe uh, all directors are just so scared of those things that they don't want to make movies about <laughs> them. I mean, I mean, looking at like going back to clowns, for example, like about most of those, you know, clown horror films are laced with comedy so that's not even focused on really trying to trying to um tap into that fear and then and in spiders you know most of the time it just turns into like you know giant cgi cgi spiders or what have you um you know arachnophobia is really the only one that i feel that really taps into that um that really tried to tap into that fear of spiders but you know one out of thousands of you know Spider movies, so I don't know. I just always find that interesting when there's when there is a legitimate worldwide fear that could be easily that could be easily exploited for your horror movie that you know is like, man, I'm gonna scare the piss out of people. I mean, that's ultimately yeah, good point. The well, goal, right? Yeah, I have to say though, even it, though it, it arachnophobia definitely it works, oh. it definitely you know scares me. At the same time, like. Spiders, to me personally, aren't really that scary. Like compared to say, like cockroaches or slugs. <laughs> it, am I the only one? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess for me, what what makes like arachnophobia scary isn't the fact that it's a spider so much as the fact that it's you know poisonous and it can like you know suck your juices out and <laughs> instantly kill you. But like just spiders in general, I don't really find that scary. Am I the only one? <laughs> no, I get, I understand that too, you know, and I'm, I don't necessarily say I have a fear of spiders. I walk into a web, though, and it freaks me the fuck out <laughs> just because I wasn't expecting it, you know. But, <clears throat> I don't know. Terry, were you going to say something there too? Oh, well, I was just saying, you know, like, maybe there's not as much mystery to those things, and maybe that's, you know, they seem, they're very mundane, there's not a lot of room to make them super fantastical and, you know, really reach into the depths of your imagination with those sort of things. Like, there, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of wiggle room with those subjects, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right there. That's probably a valid point. It seems weird that people don't make that, you know, that, that, that you know, there's all these, like, legitimate fears that people have and some of which probably stem from childhood, right? And, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the horror, f- you know, horror genre doesn't tap into it as strongly as you would think it would. It would much rather do something out of the norm, like a ghost movie or something. a slasher or something. Well, and, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not a filmmaker, but I imagine a lot of these guys, their goal is to make you scared of something new, maybe. Like create yeah. a new fear. 
Yeah, no, I yeah, that's a good point too. You know, and I say all this as being a filmmaker, and I have no desire to make a movie about spiders. So yeah, <laughs> there's that. What else on arachnophobia? You got what, Terry? Were you saying something? No, I was just laughing at the speedway outside someone's window. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who? Anybody else about anybody want to bring up about arachnophobia? Have we heard from everybody on that one? You have to keep a scorecard. Who's talking? Who's talked? Because I don't know. Do you guys think they'll uh, they'll make a sequel to arachnophobia? Or remake it? Well, at the end, they kind of set up a sequel, not for a spider movie, but for an earthquake movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they I did. Like that. I don't know about you. Or maybe it could be like a spider earthquake. Yeah. And bring they could bring back some of the same actors. Have them <laughs> redo their roles. That'd be amazing. Spider like, quake. Yeah. <laughs> Sci-fi movie. Don't give him any ideas, man. Jesus. Why not? I'd watch that movie. <laughs> they already did Lava Lantula, so I want to. I actually want to watch that. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I kind of, honestly, I kind of do too. Um, I heard it like they've they've kind of retconned it where it's supposed to take place in the same universe as Sharknado. Uh-huh. There's there's actually references of characters from of shark from the Sharknado films in Lava Lantula. <laughs> Lavalantula. And I'm telling you, sci-fi is just going to ride that um, Sharknado train all the way to the end. Lavalantula, its premiere was like another record-breaking premiere um, for the sci-fi channel. Yeah. (laughs) This is crazy looking. (laughs) Steve Gutenberg, I'm in. Yeah, right? (laughs) Right? Uh, there's um, there was another police academy character or actor in it too. I don't remember who. Now you got me wanting to look it up. Oh man! Please say the sound effect guy. I was thinking it was Michael Winslow, but I'm not sure. I think yeah. Yep. Is he? Yep, he's in it. Awesome. Oh wow. <laughs> and Leslie Easterbrook is in it. Three. Three of them. Holy shit! Really? <laughs> they should have called this Police Academy Seven. <laughs> with spiders and lava and things. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I really want to see it. I hope he does sound effects in it. <laughs> spiders are coming and they sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> he has to. He's, he's just been pegged into that role forever now. <laughs> oh, and it has Lee Whannell in it, too. Oh. Uh, insidious guy. That's oh, how you yeah, okay. <laughs> and Ralph Garman. There's tons. Ralph yeah. Garman, that's right. Tons that's of... how I first heard about it. Awesome. Gotta watch it now. Cool. So I don't know if he's spoken up yet. I've kind of lost track, but uh, we have a late arrival on the show. Um, let me pull, dust off my intros here. Find it again. Where did it go? Okay. Dust off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. 
<laughs> this one's just okay. Never mind. Uh, a, spi a spider's web is a beautifully spun collection of silk that can cover a whole surface and engulf its prey, which is much like the beard of Dustin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey everybody, what's up? Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> no problem. Can we go back to arachnophobia really quick? Because I'm looking at the list, and I don't know if I've seen any of these movies. So. Oh yeah, that's fine. We haven't really left phobia. We just kind of. That's what. I, okay, that's what it kind of felt like. I didn't know if we'd really moved on, but I, I don't. Arachnophobia is. Is this a comedy or is it? I mean, what what is it really? It's I mean, your basic exec. <laughs> What is like, you know, because some parts are so serious, and then you like, and then you get to the end, and he's he's battling a rubber uh, uh, spider, and you're just wondering, like, man, as a kid, I watched this as a kid when it came out. I didn't get to see it in the theater like Mike did, but when I watched it, I remember like really being confused because I thought it was gonna be like a really scary movie. And I remember hearing a lot about it at the time. And when I watched it, I was just like, okay, this is like, you know, it's kind of scary, but it's it's more funny than scary. And then and then the end came and you get to see the, the big spider and, and it's like, oh, what what's going on here? I still like it. I still enjoy the movie. I just, I don't know. It's like identity confusion for this movie. I don't know if anybody else felt that way or not. Do you feel the comedy out it outweighs the the horror? Yeah, but not like to the point where you're like, oh, this is definitely a comedy horror. It's just like it's just above, like just a notch above the horror. So you you you're really kind of confused. That's just well, how I. Feel. Well, going back to the emblem conversation we had before, I think you showed up. Um, yeah, I heard it. Oh, okay, you heard it. <laughs> yes. Where does Gremlins fall then for you? How what would you, what what comes first in the genre, um, genre titling for Gremlins? What comes first? Yeah, it's obviously a blend as well. Yeah, and I think, man, that that is a good question. I would have to say the horror outdoes it. Really? For me. Yeah. Okay. The the comedy is there, but I feel like if we were to compare, oh man. Not to get too off base, but um, the the horror is 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 straight. I feel like in that, like maybe like Idle Hands, where it's got its comedy, but the things that are scary are they stay scary. As where like arachnophobia, when I see the the rubber spider at the end, I kind of have to laugh at it a little bit. Okay. But I mean, there's the same thing with Idle Hands. At the end, it's a hand and a fucking puppet that's chasing him. So it's like, <laughs> it's really hard. But I, I, I don't know. I was just when I was younger with this movie, it was just a little confusing. As were Gremlins to me, it wasn't confusing. When I, when, when I just kind of, you know, kind of go off on a Gremlins rant here for a second. What kind of just of a, has occurred to me, just now thinking about Gremlins. Is Gremlins is one of those unique cases, very unique cases. Where the comedy and the horror come from the same direction. Like, I think I've talked about it before, my philosophy on, on the blend of comedy and horror. And, and I think the two go well together. And, you know, those are obviously some of my favorite horror films, the ones that do have some comedy attached to it. Got to have that legit, um, you know, the 
longev- uh, big words. Um, <laughs> Terry, help him out. Longevity. Longevity. Sure. That, that's not even the right word. Anyway. Levity? Yeah, thank you. God damn it. Leviathan? <laughs> oh, you got the word. Never mind. Uh, the fuck was I talking about? Oh, so... Um, Gremlins. But, you know, and, and I think a lot of the times what works for the comedy aspect is when the comedy's coming out of... The, char- the characters and the situations that they're in, but the horror part is still serious, and that's when the blend works well. But in Gremlins, a, l- a lot of the comedy and a lot of the horror all come from the Gremlins. You get some really yeah. creepy stuff, like in the uh, the science teacher's classroom scene, yeah. which, is, which is the creepiest scene in the whole movie. And the freaking teacher gets just butchered. And the pool, where it's just that, you hear that... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking but wonder. then you have moments where the they're in the bar, and the gremlin there's a gremlin flashing Phoebe Cates, and, like, you know, you have gremlins spinning around on the uh, ceiling fans, and, you know, and that shit's funny. So, it's interesting. I just kind of, I just kind of thought of that. Um, I cannot think of... Uh, very many other films that that pulls the comedy and the horror from the same direction, and it, it works so well. Isn't, that, but, isn't that all the little puppet movies, like Critters and and Ghoulies? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I love Critters. Ghoulies. Yeah, Ghoulies is a little more Ghoulies is a whole sure. other. Yeah, Ghoulies is a whole other thing. That's a whole other can of worms. Um, but going, we're going back to arachnophobia, um, and, the, and the other reason why I wanted to make the uh, Gremlins comparison uh, to you, Dustin, um, to bring up Gremlins, is because like you know both of those films that feel like it's the blend of comedy and horror, but are also um, so much. Uh, have scary moments, but they're so much lighter in the in the tone and in the content, to where you can show this to your kids. I mean, it probably still scare the piss out of them, depending on how young they are. But uh, but you know what I'm saying? Um, does does that hinder arachnophobia for you at all? With I mean, mean, there's I mean, there's 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 no gore. There's not there's not um, there's not like a lot of foul language, no nudity, nothing like that. It's 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 very much a family friendly film. I, I yeah, I totally agree with that. And maybe it goes back to what you were saying about Gremlins uh, with this. Um, you said that the horror and the comedy stems all from the Gremlins, as where arachnophobia it stems from John Goodman. You know, Jeff Daniels is dry sometimes, and you know. It doesn't necessarily come from the spiders, um, unless you know what. Obviously, having a spider crawl on a naked girl taking a shower is makes everybody giddy inside sometimes. But anyway, it's just, I don't feel like it's that, that applies to arachnophobia. With what, what, what you were saying, so I, it's I don't know. I, it's an interesting. It's an interesting movie to me, and it's I, I still like it. I still enjoy it. I just don't know where uh, where it falls in that category. 
Okay. Maybe it doesn't need to fall anywhere. You know, I'm just I just to bring up a, a topic for discussion. No, it's a great topic. I'm glad you did bring it up. Um, you know. And that's that's obviously something we've tried to dissect several times on the show as far as like the mixture of comedy and horror. Which one is a horror movie that has comedy and which one is a comedy that has horror elements, so Right. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean yeah. I mean, it really feels like to me the majority of the comedy all just comes out of out of John Goodman and and his shenanigans, but I didn't think that. I'm not sure that he's a big a part of the movie as y'all remember, though. Yeah, I don't remember him a lot, actually. He's yeah, he's not. He's just kind of a bit part. Yeah. He's really not integral. Because yeah. to say he steals the show, it pushes it. Because it's it's Mr. I... Daniel's show or whatever, but. He's still. It's Mr. Daniel's show, but John Goodman steals he, it for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Even if it I, is in like small doses, little, yeah. Yeah, I like the little cheesy character parts. I mean, you know, going back to Caddyshack, I mean, Bill Murray's in Caddyshack a lot more than John Goodman is in Arachnophobia, for sure. But Bill Murray's like the secondary, is not even the secondary character. He's not, he has nothing to do with even the main storyline of Caddyshack. But that is Bill Murray's movie. Right? Right. And we're talking about arachnophobia where John Goodman is just in a couple (laughs) scenes and he's funny in those couple scenes, but... I I love him at the end. Like, after Jeff Daniels, like, goes through this crazy battle with this queen spider and he's just like bloody and so worn out and he defeats it and puts sets the egg sack on fire and then John Goodman breaks in and he's like I got it no problem <laughs> he like carries him out yeah. <laughs> like, like he saved the day <laughs> maybe it's a case of why people don't do a lot of really good try to do something really scary with spiders is maybe it's maybe it has the same thing to do with people's expectations of like you know the book not being as good as the movie or you know I waited the hour and a half to see the monster and when it shows up at the end it wasn't as good as what I had it build up in my mind you know what I'm saying like maybe it's the the mind's expecta- expectation is not going to live up to whatever they try to do in the movie perhaps All right. <laughs> Anybody else have anything they want to say about Ragnophobia? I don't like it. It's good. I watched it once. Can't do it again. I hate. I what? hate. I'm not. I don't have a huge fear of spiders, but you just have a huge fear of spiders. Hairy, I just have yeah. Anything that's big and hairy that crawls on me. Nope. That's not what you said last train. night, John. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know how to sweet talk me. (laughs) No, I I held a tarantula in my hand once for all of maybe half a second, and I mean, I turned to stone. Nope, nope, get it off me, get it off me. (laughs) Like, can't do this, can't do this. It's crawling and it's hairy and it's gross. But, like, a little spider in my house, I'm like, hey, buddy, what's up? Tarantulas? Nope. Can't do it. 
If they're well, it's just the size of it. Yeah, it's really okay. just the size of it. The bigger they are, the creepy you're creepy they are. Just uh, no, can't do it. Mm. So you're point. not a fan of those big wolf spiders that nope. hang around in the country? Yeah, nope. me either. <laughs> we had some of those in the library recently that were dropping down from the ceiling in my face. No. Better you fun. than me. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gross. Good times. Very gross. Very gross. All right, I mentioned it earlier, I, so I want to talk about it. Has anybody else seen um, Kingdom of the Spiders with William Shatner? Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is a bleak ending of a movie right there. Holy shit. Oh, man. I, I'd never seen it before. I've just heard the legends of this movie, right? You know, and, and it's definitely, it's not bad, right? I mean, it kind of. it's awesome. It really, well, I expected it to be a bit more cheesier. I, I. I kind of always had it built up in my um, my imagination that it was a little bit more along the lines of um, giant spider invasion, you know. But like they used real spiders to the whole movie. It wasn't like uh, yeah. really bad um, puppets or anything. Um, yeah, it turned out it just it really and Jason, you'll appreciate this. It really mm -hmm. falls into the realm for me of the. Of the of the great uh, animals gone wild movies from the seventies, oh. like Grizzly and um, Day of the Animals, and I, I put it right. And I love I love that subgenre from the seventies. Uh, Swarm is another one of my faves. Um, and I and I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna put Kingdom of the Spiders right up in right up in there with uh, with those other ones. Nice. Dude, you know what? I would actually say this is my favorite spider movie that I've seen. Oh really? Like, like I just watched this too and. I mean, I haven't seen Arachnophobia in a little while. Maybe I should watch them back to back, but I think this is the best. It it Whoa. actually yeah it was it was really just because good. it's just so crazy and like the fact that yeah they use I don't think there's a single fucking puppet in this whole movie. I think it's no. all real no. spiders, and like there's scenes in this where there's there's just spiders crawling all over the floor, and they're like stomping them. Like, I think oh, yeah. they're just actually killing real spiders in this movie. I was wondering I, about that, too. That's how hardcore did it. Yeah. Like, when There's cars the... would be driving over them, I'm like, uh... Yeah. Like, how many I did you just kill? I don't think you could make this movie today. That's okay. what I love Not about it. Not the same it. way, no. And if it, wasn't, if it wasn't them stepping on them, it was the fact that, like, there's moments... And, and this is where it kind of... It, it's a little on the cheese side. Like, when Shatner's in the basement and he just gets rained upon by tarantulas... It just looks like there's some. It really looks like there's just somebody off, just off camera, above him with a box dumping tarantulas on on top of his head. I mean that that looks that looks that looked a little hokey. And there's a few moments kind of like that where there's just overabundance of spiders attacking, but basically it's just overabundance of tarantulas being thrown on people. Yeah. Um, you know. So yeah. Obviously, obviously, uh, a few spiders were harmed in the making of that film. Um, yeah. But I, I, and I swear, like, you, if it bugs you that much, you could try to say that, like, oh, maybe they just used fake ones for those moments. But the, when they were doing, when, um, when they were in that, what was that cabin or not cabin, but whatever that building was there in the third act, and uh, 
Shatner opens the door to see what's going on. They just start rushing in, and they shut the door, and they just start stomping on them. I swear I could see bugs or um, um, spider guts flying up off the floor as they're yeah. stomping. Like, you, oh, see them moving, you see them moving around, and they just stomp them. Oh, yeah. Like there's no cutting. It's just there in frame. Like, they totally, yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, I mean, William Shatner, you can say what you want about the you can say what you want about the man i don't respect him for star trek i don't respect him for tj hooker i respect him for kingdom of the fucking spiders man <laughs> yeah. that, that guy had freaking real tarantulas not just like maybe one or two in a small little scene no big freaking huge scenes with just like every other scene in this movie there's just tarantulas in his path crawling on him dump, being dumped on top of him on his face Attached to his face. Hmm. Uh, the, the scene when he comes up from the basement and he's just covered in these freaking tarantulas. <coughs> I saw an interview with him, and he talked about how they glued a tarantula to his to his face so it'd stay on his face for that moment when he falls falls down in the kitchen in, in the frame and <laughs> no. and it. What, what's that? No, it's like nope, not gonna. I would not let anybody do that to me. <laughs> No, so not only did he have to have tarantulas crawling, he had one glued to his face. <laughs> like yeah, a, no. live, a live yeah. spider, they just glued it? Yeah, because, uh, I mean, it wasn't like like super glued or anything, but they, they attached it enough to the tarantula it couldn't easily break free, but the goal was is that he would fall to the ground and turn his head, and the tarantula would be able to pop off and crawl oh, away. God. That was supposed to be the shot, but when they did the shot originally, he falls to the ground, it works like a charm, and um, and as the trance was crawling away, like a PA or something was in the background of the shots. So they had to cut the shot where it cuts in the movie, like once he hits the ground. Oh. Yeah. So it was kind of all for nothing, <laughs> which is even more of like, I glued this fucking tarantula on my face and it was for nothing. Yeah, I love it. And it's like, the movie is, I don't know what the budget was, but it seemed like, a far bigger budget than I would have expected. Like, there's a fucking scene in this movie where there's, like, a plane crash. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, like, this dude... And by the way, it's such a goofy scene. Like, this guy is, like, flying a plane. Oh, and yeah. just, like, this tiny little, uh... One of those crop duster fucking things. And there's a spider in his cockpit. And he's just going crazy. Like, he's not even paying attention to the plane. He's just so freaked out by the spider that he just like, ah, oh, it's nuts. But there's like a huge explosion. Like they put some fucking money into this movie. Mm -hmm. Well, not just the plane, but what about when uh, the sheriff drives back into town and the town's just overridden with tarantulas and yeah. people running through the streets and stuff. And then that what was it? What was it like a telephone pole? Was it or something? Something got knocked over because of the mayhem and it and it just demolished the sheriff's car. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, the it was like a little water tower, wasn't it? Oh, that's yeah, right. Water yeah, tower. It was like just very small, tower. but yeah. So yeah, you're right. There obviously had to have been some money put into that. Uh, fifty thousand dollars spent just on spiders. <laughs> oh, uh oh. They offered Jesus. ten dollars a tarantula, and the handlers came up with five thousand of them. Oh my god. So they had to kill some of them. I mean, you know, how else are we gonna get rid of these? Dude, there's, there's just some of those wider shots, though, when, um, you know, when they're like, 
trying to run into the building or whatever, and there's just there's literally tarantulas everywhere. It's not an exaggeration. They they did a good job of, of filling the uh, filling the scenery with tarantulas when when you know the shit had hit the fan. Yeah, it's you know not just the spiders though, but like the characters are really good too. I think it's a really actually well written movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, one of my favorite scenes is actually uh, there's like the scene where the sheriff character. He's got to, like, deliver the news that this one guy died to, like, yeah. I don't know if it's his wife or daughter, but, you know, mm. he's, like, got to break the news, and he, he can't do it. He's, like, too busted up about it. But, like, the way he plays it is just so realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not going to say I got choked up, but I was, like, dang. Yeah, and it had some, you know, had some of the good screenwriting tropes of, you know, yeah. had William Shatner's character and, you know, the whole, his, you know, his dead brother and he's taking care of his sister-in-law and and niece, you know. Right, right. The whole thing. But for the first, like, what, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, I'm like, man, William Shatner's an asshole in this movie. Because, like... In the beginning of the movie, he's on horseback riding with uh, his uh, sister-in-law, and you don't know any of this yet. And he and it was—it's kind of a weird moment. Like they get off the horse and they're talking, and he calls or she calls him the name of his dead brother, uh, her dead husband, and like just William Shatner just like gets pissed and just takes and just leaves her, just takes off. You know, like scolds her and just like takes off, and you're sitting there going, "What the fuck is your problem, dude?" And then the gas station scene, and you're like, "Yeah, William Shatner's kind of a dick," <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, like he just takes his girl hostage at one point. It's like, it's kind of a creep. <laughs> but it all comes around, you know, in that like that that uh, dinner scene between him and the the big city lady where. Uh, he talks yeah. about the dead brother and all that stuff. So, and the whole time I'm watching this movie, and I'm watching it on it's it's full on YouTube. I'm watching it on on uh, YouTube, and I'm I keep, you know, looking at the at the timeline. I'm like, this movie's got to be getting close to the end, and there is nowhere near any thought process at all on how this is going to resolve. You know. <laughs> It's just like, like out of nowhere. There's there's like all these spiders, and things are escalating really fast, and no one's really doing anything about it or trying to solve the problem. Yeah. And like, how is this going to resolve? And I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah. You don't want to spoil the ending. Well, anybody <laughs> besides the three of us watch this? Terry, did you watch it? No. Now, Susie, did you watch it? Have you seen it? Uh, I don't think that anyone else did. Okay. Huh. Well, I don't know. Do you... Do All you, right. Should, should we spoil it? I don't know. Uh, All right, fuck it. We'll, ah, fuck it. We'll spoil it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to do it, Sam? I mean, okay. So, yeah. I mean, I, so, they're... Uh, getting attacked by spiders and and uh like the spiders knock out the power so they're like you know holding up 
kind of zombie apocalypse style in this building, trying to deal with the uh, lack of communication and all that. And uh, eventually they discover that the whole town has been overtaken by spiders and encased in web. And uh, I guess maybe they're kind of implying that the whole world is being overtaken by spiders, but for sure, like, the whole town is just yeah, covered in web. I always assumed it was the whole world. Yeah. Because they keep pulling back and pulling back, and it's just wider and wider shots. It's I more fun, figured, yeah. yeah. So basically, yeah. These little fucking critters take over the whole world. In a night. <laughs> well, they yeah, some, man. They do some interesting things, like when they're held up in this in this building. Um, like, every time, you know, they pass a window before it's boarded up, or if they try to look out a window, you could just see that the wall, whether it's, like, light casting through the window and it's showing shadows on the wall, or if you're just physically seeing it, all the windows are just covered in spiders. And then when it's the next day, William Shatner pops open pops open a window to try to see outside. You can't quite see what he's looking at, but there's just all this light coming in. So you're thinking, like, oh, the spiders just went away. Okay, that's going to be kind of shitty. I mean, it's a happy ending, so yay for that, but the spiders just gave up and went away, you know? And then... And William Shatner's like, oh, my God, you know, whatever he says. Oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> Jesus. And that's when it cuts to the outside of the building, and the building is just is just literally encased in webbing. Yeah. And it pulls back, and the whole city's encased in webbing, and it just keeps... And you're like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yeah, Great definitely end. one of the, the better reveals in uh, cinema history, I think. Absolutely. It's pretty dark. So other than ruining ruining the ending, does do you now want to watch Kingdom of the Spiders? Don't need to now. God damn it. <laughs> so arachnophobia. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dustin, you said you have not seen any of the others on the list, but I know that you have seen at least one other on the list. Oh yeah, probably yeah. And it's a short film, so so you don't feel left out, Dustin. We we, we can talk about um, Silk, right? Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where he was waiting for you to start talking about it. <laughs> or if you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good buddy. Justin Bean is in this movie. Uh, the creator has made some of the coolest shorts on the web. Um, <laughs> uh, what's his Bigfoot one? I love that one so much. Um, Eagle. Wow, Eagle, Walk. Is this? Eagle Walk. Or... Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. He, yeah. He, made a, he also made a short for um, the ABC's of Death, the first one. And Did he really? Yeah, but he didn't. It didn't make it. It didn't make it on the. Oh, oh, okay. But it is it's on his, uh, you know, his movie list that he's created, and it's excellent too. Like it's it's definitely better. It should have been on one of those, uh, at least made it onto that movie. Um, but yeah, Silk. I mean, it's it's a spider movie, and you get everything. Uh, 
you want in this movie. <laughs> You're a horror fan. Um, I really... Uh, the backstory is very small. It seems like it's part of something that is much bigger, and I think Justin did confirm that when he was, when he was on at one point in time. Um, but it's a spider that is worth lots and lots of money. And... Um, uh, Justin, I'm just gonna call my real name. I don't remember his character name, <laughs> and I'm guessing it is his is his wife or girlfriend. I can't remember um, exactly what she is, but it doesn't matter. They're sleeping in the same bed together. Uh, <laughs> they are in the Middle East. Is that kind of does that sound right to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they're doing some kind of project, and they're. It sounds like they're getting ready to. To, to sell this spider, they're in some shit, they're going to sell it, they're going to make lots of money, and they're just going to go away and live the dream. And I don't think they know that there's a spider in the jar they bought this Middle Eastern guy, uh, they bought it from. Um, and it, the, the spider escapes, and it crawls up her vagina while she's sleeping, and she has one of the worst... Uh, spider periods, uh, anybody? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe ever. Never. (laughs) And uh, it is, there is so much gruel, and there's just nasty and uh, just straight up vagina in this movie. Um, It is, it's every, it's agonizing to watch because she is. Basically, she's giving birth to this spider in a way, and it's just, it's so slimy and gross and disgusting, and it's just everything. It's in like a seven-minute short, and when it ends, it's just like, fuck, why isn't there more? Like, why can't there be more? And I love it. I've seen it, oh my, I've probably seen it way too many times. It's at the point now... Where we where we watch it with somebody, I'm watching them watch it because <laughs> it's so so it's such a reaction short film that you have to watch those people's reaction. I would love to have seen mine when I first watched it because it was probably <laughs> just the same as the people last year. Did we watch this last year at Halloween of Palooza in front of a bunch of people? Yeah, like a crowd. I think Linnea Quigley was there. She got to see it. Yep. I mean. Just looking out into the crowd at their faces while this was being played was just was so good. That that makes it that much better. And rarely do you ever get a film that is in a short time span where you can just focus on the people watching it instead of focusing on the movie, which made it that much cooler. Showing Silk at Halloween Palooza <laughs> last year. Ranks up there in my top five favorite Justin Bean moments. Because uh, <laughs> he was nervous as hell about showing this movie in front of this crowd, in front of this, like, you know, s- you know, small town Iowa crowd, right? Yeah. Uh, there's an elderly couple in the front oh, row. Front row. <laughs> and they look as normal as could be. Oh, yeah. And, and so Silk gets done and. We go back up there for like a small little Q and A or something, and I could just I could just tell like Justin is freaking out in his head. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! You can just see that look on his face as he tries to smile, and 
And you're like, any questions? The couple in the front row is the first hands to go up. <laughs> and that moment felt like 12 hours long. <laughs> As we're like, okay, what's your question? And all they asked about was the special effects. They just wanted to know uh, how much of the spider stuff was practical and how much of it was real. And that we're was like, the same Whoa. thing you just said. Sorry. Or practical or CGI. Um, it's the internet connection. Yep. Blame me. Uh, so, <laughs> I thought, and, that just, and we're just like, whew, we didn't get tarred and feathered. So, um, yeah, that's hilarious. Just watching Justin just squirm. Yeah. Because that movie, yeah, that movie is pretty gross, pretty sick and twisted. And what is what's that filmmaker's name? What's his name? I can never remember it. And I'm not the only one. Rob. Okay. Rob. Yeah, Heimbaugh. I love his work. I'm a huge fan because what I love about what he's doing, and you know, mention um, Eagle Walk as well. Um, I mean, that's a Bigfoot movie, and um, this one is like you know, a, you know, a gross, gory spider, you know, spider flick. He's making grindhousey style short films, like you know, content-wise and like you know, Silk. It's got it's tons of nudity and like some really some really sick gore and some twisted shit, you know. And you know, Eagle Walk is a flipping Bigfoot movie, but he shoots them. He makes his films. They're so beautifully shot and crafted, like. You do not see this kind of craftsmanship in that type of content of, of film. Because, you know, usually that stuff is like, oh, we're doing something kind of grindhousey here. So we have to make have to make it look like it's on degenerated film that's falling apart and put a bunch of scratches in it or whatever. Or the other route is like, oh, this is all, it's full of nudity and gore. You know, we're going to do this trauma style where it just looks like, you know, like shit. And no one, no one cared about the filmmaking process. You know, they, like the, uh, it's, they're beautifully lit, amazingly well lit. The effects are amazing. The performances are outstanding. Um, and that Justin guy's okay. But <laughs> these movies look way too good than for what, what they're about. And that's what I love about them. Yeah, it did look really legit. And he does. Do great, that. Right? Oh, go, go ahead, Dustin. I, I was just going to say that uh, about it looking so great that he does something that I think is, is really clever and that's in using the resources he has uh, for free to film a section of the movie and you know it looks that part that short scene looks great and then he takes that and he puts it up on like a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo and he has people donate to fund the rest of what he wants to do and it's still a short um, you know, it's not a full length, and then he gets to finish his his small vision in a quality that is amazing, and we have this excellent short. And you know, sometimes it's it's okay to tell a story in that time span. You know, sometimes we see horror movies where like we we say it all, a lot actually on here. It's like, well, that would have been better as a five minute short. And I don't know. I mean, like I said, this one seems like it's part of something bigger. But, you know, would it be better if it were an hour and 30 minutes? No, usually not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Usually not. 
yeah, I think short and sweet is good for horror. But yeah, I, I like that that idea that you know style of crowdfunding. You know, just make yeah. as much as you can without any kind of a uh, funding, and then you know that way you have something to sell instead of just saying, "Hey, I got this cool movie." Yeah, it's harder to like, sell an idea than it is yeah. to you know film part of it. Here, look, look where this is going, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna give money to this." Yeah, like actually make something like. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, but if, I don't know. It's now it's almost discouraging because if Rob can't get a feature and money out of those two shorts, like I don't know if anybody can. Jesus, uh, those are awesome. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. The, well, I hate to say it, but maybe the content hold is the content hold them back because the the quality in filmmaking's there, but again, you're doing films that don't appeal to a mass audience. Well, they know. appeal they appeal enough to get crowdfunding to, to finish his idea. There's just this: can he sell that idea of a spider coming out of a woman's vagina with tons of blood to like bigwig executives? Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've all tried it, and it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to get money. Listen here. Put this picture in your mind. Think about it. Vagina coming out. Wait, wait. I'll say it backwards. Spider. Oh wow, this is getting crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm sorry. But is that really? Is that really any worse than you know the Fly Two where fucking Martin Brundle comes out? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Keep going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, keep going. I don't remember. The fucking giant fly larva coming out of her vagina. That's yeah, gross. Okay, That's, yeah. You're right, but... That got sold, right? But you know what? You're not actually seeing it coming out of the vagina. In Silk, you do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spiders coming right out of that match. <laughs> so I think there's where... The, For five uh, minutes. Straight. <laughs> while she's dying. It's fucked. Yeah. I think I think Silk is a great short, and I really enjoyed it, and it grossed me the hell out the first few times I had to watch it. I've kind of gotten accustomed to it now, which is sad in its own right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> every time the the puppet spider at the end, like now I just laugh at it every Rose time back. I see it. Yeah. And that reminds me of arachnophobia. Yeah. Like, uh, not to bring that up. Yeah. No, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely one big, like, the queen or whatever is obviously puppeteered in that movie for sure. And they do, and I was cracking up, I was watching how they were hiding it in that movie, and it was always, like, the back end was, like, always hidden. But that was a real spider. It was a mummified spider. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Really? Yeah, he said that it was a, a spider that had died, that just <clears throat> died of natural causes, and they mummified it, and then they used it as the end prop at the movie. So, really, that's except for the CGI spiders coming out at one point. I mean, that's a real spider. So, yeah. But like in the same way, it was isn't it? A, wasn't it a little unnatural? Yeah, disappointing in a way that. You go through all this with some very realistic spiders, but then like the 
the real one seems kind of fake. Yeah. For the end, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it didn't take me away that much. Like now that I've seen it so many times, like I crack up at it, but the first time it didn't really bother me. No, I, I kind of liked it. I mean, it's yeah, obviously, you know, it's it's it is fake, but what? it's just it's it's I don't know a cool ending that uh, I felt like was pretty impactful and rising up and. You know when you're watching it, if you're not watching the running time, you know when that raises up and it's like, it's, it's, oh, this is the end. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Silk. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> not just I'm for not, your pajamas now. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, Dustin, did you ever? You said he did a one for ABCs and Death. Did you happen to ever see it? Yes, I did. It's fucking scary. It's uh, oh, it's got a hooked devil guy in it. Mm. Um, or maybe he just worked on it. I could have swore it, it said it was his, but if you look on his Vimeo, I swear it's on there with all of his other films. I'll have to check because and it might really upset me to see it, and, and if it's anything like. His other two films, you know, I'd be like, how come that didn't make it and half of the shit that is in ABC's of Death did make it? This one uh, is very quick. Uh, you can tell it's the quality isn't exactly the same as those two. It's not as, not as good as the others. Okay. Right, but it's pretty damn good just with effects. So, I mean, it's I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it deserved to be in the, the movie. Is it better than F is for fart? Well, it has to be. <laughs> okay, then I'm disappointed that that made it into the movie. And off Rob's topic didn't. here, I want to say you guys should definitely check out the second one, maybe season death two. I really need. Much, I really much need better. to. I really want to just because um, it's just after the first one, it's really hard for me to because it, it's it's on Netflix, right? It's still on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard for me to commit to it just because, like, that the format, and I love anthologies, but the format of, like, these minute, two-minute short films is, is kind of, I, I just can't get into it. It's pretty darn good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it, it was better than the first one, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah definitely. All right. I, I, I just need to do it because... Oh, yeah, you keep telling me to watch that one. Yes. Are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you need to watch it. I I liked the first one, but I just felt like that was a... The second one seemed like it just flowed together a lot better, I thought. I know that it's an anthology, but it just seemed like it... Um, I don't know. Just much better. Just flowed a lot better than the very first, the first one did, I thought. Because it actually does, or because we're used to a 26-piece movie... I don't, maybe, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I just thought that's one of the places they could have improved on the first one. Yeah. You know, but. I just think the first one, I just didn't really care for the stories as much as I liked the yeah. second one. Maybe that was the problem. I mean, the only one that I really liked off the first one was, I can't hardly remember much of it, but the girl that was naked and <laughs> had the, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the teeth and all that. That's the only one I really remember in the F one for far. I do not remember that one. I 
try to forget it and it, it's yeah. gone. <laughs> You're lucky. Wasn't uh, there a bubble or something? Uh-huh. Some shit that was going on a bubble? Or is that not it? There's, I think people try to forget that one as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's like bringing up just bad childhood memories. Yeah. Let's see. I, I'm with you, Susie. Though I, that was a lot of my problems with the first one as well. I didn't, I didn't dig. I didn't dig most of those most of those stories. I'm like, one. What's this have to do with the theme of the whole movie? First yeah. of all, it's called ABCs of Death. Yeah. But then two, it's like this is supposed to be like a horror anthology, and some of these it's just it's just for being. Um, gross or um, um, offensive to be gross and offensive, and there's no horror. You've never had a problem with that before. Yeah, well, if I'm gonna sit down and watch a horror movie, I still expect an attempt to try to have it connect to the genre of horror. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna be um, gross and offensive, that's fine. But still, well, maybe it was horrific for Japanese. Maybe that for them it is a. I'm trying. I'm sorry. It doesn't work. Nope. It just doesn't happen. So part two is better. Awesome. Yeah, just get part two, and I think that it'll um, surpass the first one for you. Absolutely. All right. I'm sold. Not because Dustin asked us to, but since Susie said so. Yeah. <laughs> and as for Soak, I just got to put my little points on that one. I've only seen it once. And, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think that... The ending part, especially with the whole puppet thing, it, I think it was just I expected more at the very end. I mean, with her writhing in pain and shit like that, that it was all coming out. I thought that that was pretty cool with the effects and everything, but I just, I don't know, maybe... Uh, it, maybe it was yeah. ramping up like there was going to be a big fucking spider crawling out yeah. of there, right? Yeah, like something was like going huge, to huge. explode. Right. <laughs> more so than it already did. But yeah, and then it was just this puppet thing that I thought, oh man, that guy sucks. The end. <laughs> Sorry. But I liked all the blood and shit that was going on. It was just, and the writhing was definitely, I had to turn down the uh, the volume on that one a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, that was getting filled up. But um, other than that, yeah, I thought it was okay. It was okay. She could have had bigger chests, but that's just my opinion. Did I say that? Interesting. She's no. a she's a porn star, isn't she? What? Isn't she? Wasn't she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, that's never mind right. then. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. No, it's okay. Sorry about that. Moving forward. Okay, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, I think they because she had to be so naked that they had yeah. to reach out to someone with that expertise, I guess, of yeah. being naked on camera. I didn't know that at all. I just, yeah, I didn't know that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hmm. Yep, that's all I got. Alright. <laughs> um, it's funny because we're supposed to be talking about spiders, but there's crickets. Oh. <laughs> Because we need more spiders, guys. Should we talk about Big Ass Spider? Hell yes. Yeah. I love this movie. So good. I I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I assumed that it was probably going to be a comedy. Just, you know, the title seemed to lend itself to that. Um, 
it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, the main guy is Greg Grunberg, Grunberg, who I know from Heroes. That's what I mostly know him from. Right. But he was awesome. And you have Lynn Shade as a small part. Um, Ray Wise, isn't it? He's always awesome. So yeah. always awesome. Just a super fun movie. Do you want to give a quick synopsis, Sam? Uh, I'll try to. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect either. I thought it was, you know. You watch the beginning, and it seems like it's going to be a shitty sci-fi movie, but, you know, and to a, a large degree, it kind of is. You know, this oh. really hokey movie with terrible CGI, but uh, no, it's about a. Uh, so yeah, the story follows this exterminator, and uh, there's some kind of spider outbreak. Apparently, it turns out the military has been testing some kind of a. Uh, is it like genetically? I guess it's like genetically modified, basically. The yeah. Spider, and it gets loose, and it uh, just goes on a rampage. And it turns out that it, for whatever reason, the way it's been engineered, it. I guess it. it it's actually an alien hybrid, I guess you find out eventually. Yeah. And, Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> because that of matters. that, <laughs> because it's like this genetically modified alien spider, it like grows in size exponentially. Yeah. So it starts out just, you know, tiny little thing, but it, you know. Yeah, as you can see by mushrooms. the movie poster, it's big enough to be climbing a skyscraper, so. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, you know what? It's just. A really witty movie, just really well written and well acted. And yeah, I'd, I'd never seen the main guy before. I've never seen him in anything, but he was really funny. And uh, yeah, he's good. I think honestly, though, probably the scene stealer for me is uh, the Mexican sidekick Jose. Yeah. Jose, he is the so best. <laughs> oh my gosh! Stop laughing at him. He is awesome. He's so good. Um. Yeah. Uh, Lombardo Boyar is his name. Okay. Yeah, man, just, you know, it's a fun movie. It doesn't take itself seriously. Mm-mm. And uh, check it out. It's, you know, really good. So much fun. But hey, and you know what? You got a, you got a cameo from Lloyd Kaufman, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Lloyd Kaufman plays a, a sleazy old guy. Who gets? Uh, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a stretch, yeah. 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 Super fun movie. Um, I don't. I think that. I don't know. I think that a John Goodman may have been a more fun exterminator, but I mean it was a completely different role. But I, I really, I really liked this actor though. He was good. I need he needs to do more. I, I've seen him in more straight lace kind of like network shows. Is usually all I ever see him on. So I was kind of surprised to see him in this kind of cheesy sci-fi sort of a movie. And I think that he needs to keep doing them because he fit really well. Yeah. I fucking enjoyed the hell of it. I think one of my favorite parts is uh, 
he's like down in the basement of this hospital and he's like trying to save this girl and then like <laughs> these spiders attack this other girl and like <laughs> I got it written down here he's like like the spiders are just crawling on her and he doesn't even try to save her he's just like oh my god she's dead yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even just like as soon as they jump on her he's like oh she's dead she's dead he doesn't even try to save her yeah <laughs> and I like that they're I thought it was genius like they set up early in the film that the um, spider silk was incredibly flammable but they're otherwise pretty much indestructible and so of course the big plot at the end is for them to get a bazooka and shoot it up the spider's ass where the spinneret is to blow yeah. it up. I'm like, oh my god, that is perfect. So it's saying we, we gotta shoot it in the butt? In the butt? <laughs> yeah. Shoot it in the butt? Uh, so good. Yeah, man, lots of, lots of Mexican jokes in this movie too, so. Yeah. Yeah, sidekick guy. He was he was golden. They were, yeah. Their chemistry was the best. Yeah. 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 I like. Was, there's. Go ahead. I was to say I was a little annoyed with the um, the female interest in this movie. Um. Oh, I don't even know what her the lieutenant chick. I yeah. thought she, she wasn't the greatest, but. Now nah, the nurse was better. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kendra, I'm trying to think what her last name is, but she was in Hatchet too. That's that's what I know her from. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love the part where the, the he's like trying to hit on her. He's, you know, and like instead of giving her her number, he's like, "Here's my Twitter." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a lot of a lot of social media jokes on this. Yeah. And like the whole. Uh, if you remember that, uh, who's that one guy from the internet? He's like, hide your kids, hide your wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, they make fun of that guy. That in this yeah. That whole, that whole part was funny. Multiple legs, multiple eyes. He, yeah, he was multicultural, whatever the line was. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's oh, six man. or eight legs. I'm not, I don't know, six or eight legs. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, apparently, I guess there's going to be a sequel of sorts to it in this uh, this upcoming horror anthology, Tales of Halloween. I guess like the two main characters are reprising their role. Oh, really? So hmm. it'll be that's awesome. It'll be interesting. I don't know if that's going to be another Spider movie or what. But yeah, check it out. Yeah, this and that one is on uh, Netflix, so it's easy access to that one. Totally. Man, I know, Gee. I know, Mike loves this movie. I wish he just hurry up and get back because he, <laughs> I, he'll be so pissed if like he doesn't get to talk about it. I don't, I don't remember it as well as. As you guys do, but I remember loving it. I know he made me watch it one night, and we just sat up and watched it. 
Or did we watch it when you guys were over once? I can't remember. No, not that I recall. Hmm. Yep. Well, we can always go back to that. What about the spiders from The Mist, which they are allegedly making into a TV series now? Yeah, I saw that. That's, awesome. that's interesting to me because I, at first I saw it, I'm like, ah, fuck you guys. And then I, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, oh, wait, this could actually be kind of cool just because they could make that whole first season of them in the convenience store and, and yeah. battling the stuff. And then after that, it's like game on, you know, whatever you want, because it's not, there's no story there, but you could just develop it to be, exactly. you know, follow the source material ending, you know, Stephen King's ending a little bit more, not the, right. the movie ending, which exactly. I love them both, but keep going and just see where they go. See what happens. You know, how do we know how much of the world is infected by the mist? But yeah, the spiders in that movie, although they're incredibly CGI spiders, they they work well, right? I feel yeah. like they, I, they they look silly and they look uh, like really fake. But what do we know about the mist? Nothing. So we don't know yeah. what they're gonna look like, and maybe they would look like a CGI monster in our face. Who knows? <laughs> so I mean, there's really no excuse for like. Oh, the CGI is so bad in this movie, which I still think that the CGI is bad, but like the spiders, they work in the mist for sure. Well, Mike, we were, um, while you were gone, we were discussing big ass spider. Yeah. I heard you guys starting to talk about that as I was stepping away. Um, we tried and... to stall for you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I love Big Ass Spider. Uh, I don't know what you guys uh, had specifically talked about, but again, going back to um, Dustin's concern about arachnophobia, it's definitely far more comedy. Oh, total so comedy. I'd say it's comedy first for sure. Yeah. You know, and it's it, you know, and it's, so it's a giant spider movie. So you know, it's good. It's you know got the CGA, CGI spiders and whatnot. So at first glance. If you're just kind of like perusing Netflix, you're going to think this is like some sci-fi channel movie, but it's really good. It's really <laughs> funny. It's really well written, unlike a lot of those sci-fi channel movies. Yeah. Um, and it's, but oh man, it's so funny. <clears throat> I can't remember that actor's name, but he was on Heroes. Greg Grunberg. Grunberg. Yeah. Yeah. He, he... That's what, yeah, that's what I knew him from too. Yeah. <laughs> he, um... He definitely got some good uh, comedy chops. He was really funny and really good in the movie, and I loved his uh, his um, his sidekick, the little yeah, the Jose, secur yeah. security guard from the hospital. Um, oh, those two together, so hilarious. <laughs> and you know, I kind of did a bad thing. I took a, a peek at the at the uh, some of the earlier. Um, Comments to our questions and the shout-outs, and did not see Big Ass Spider um, mentioned. So, what? Yeah. So, uh, and we'll, you guys are missing out. We'll get to that. So, I just wonder now if this, like, if this movie is being completely overlooked or not. And I think probably just because on the surface you think it's a Sci-Fi Channel movie. Yeah. Or in that vein. Um, 
but it's well, not. It's I've really good. I've definitely passed over it several times. times. And yeah. like I can't. And just looking at the poster, you know the the faces on the actors aren't really pronounced, so that wasn't really a draw in for me or anything. So it was just a spider movie. Apparently, I don't watch a lot of spider movies because fuck spiders. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, you know, fuck spiders. Fuck those guys. Guess what you're gonna find in your room tonight? <laughs> Dude, I know where there is one. I know exactly where he lives. And I avoid that spot <laughs> like the plague. I like just just live there and eat the other bugs and leave me alone. And I'm I'm cool with you. <laughs> so since I missed the conversation, who has who here has all seen Big Ass Spider? Me. 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 We already we we all had a little chat about it. Jason, okay, have you seen it? Yeah. 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 We talked about We've it all bit. talked about it. I think I made Jason watch it. Yeah. yeah Jason said right. that too. Okay. <laughs> Jason said that. <laughs> I'll have to thank Jason later for bringing that up. Um. Yeah. So yeah, people out there listening, um, please check out this movie. It does not need to be overlooked. Um, it is. It's really funny. It's really well done. It's kind of weird in the beginning because it starts off. At, it does one of those, and I hate it when movies do this, and it's not a real payoff. But when they start off at the end of the movie, and then yeah. go back and tell her, yeah, you know, what the hell, I twelve know, hours earlier. Weird. Yeah, and that trope doesn't really pay off. You know, there was really it no did. purpose to do that. To be honest, I completely blocked that out until you just brought it up again. Yeah, like just, it, it was dumb. There was no point in it. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. It was pointless. Yeah. So. Yeah. But other than that, it was solid. <laughs> you know, in another movie, um, that at first glance, I'm like, oh, this is some shitty sci-fi, made for sci-fi channel movie, but it turned out to be <coughs> also really good and really funny. Um, and I'm trying to remember if there's, if they, if the, if the uh, insects in this are spider-like or not. But you guys seen Infested? Mm-mm. No. Nope. Really? Oh, nope. it's really good. Um, try and remember the. I don't. Well, I'm not gonna remember the actor's name, so I'm not even gonna pretend to say that I'm trying to remember his name. But he was in. Um, he was in Fanboys. If you guys seen Fanboys, he was the one that 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 was dying of cancer. Uh, he, he was also in Freddy vs. Jason. He's the star of this movie, and he and he does a great job in it. He's really funny, and um, it it's just it's giant in like alien insects in this one. I think if I remember right, they were aliens that that have already taken over the world. Like. It starts off, things are normal in his life, and he's kind of a slacker loser, about ready to lose his job and everything. And all of a sudden, there's this like this weird shrieking noise that like deafens everybody. And then he wakes up in a wrapped in a silk cocoon and digs himself out, and you know, find out like these alien creatures are taking over, and and uh, you know, trying to trying to fight his way to the world. And there's a lot of a lot of cool little sub um, sub characters in it and whatnot. Definitely check it out. It it uh, again, you pick up the box and you're like, ah, oh, okay, this is some crappy CGI, you know, insect film that, you know, 
it's going to be garbage, but it's really, really good, really funny, really entertaining. It's got Ray Weiss in it. Enough said, right? Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Okay, then. Now we, we can move on. Infested, check it out. What else, man? What else? Who who brought up Big Ass Spider originally? Uh, I think I did. Sam, yeah. Okay. John, have you brought up a movie yet? Uh, well, Sam brought it up. <laughs> so, he stole my thunder, but, uh, yeah, I just don't watch a lot of spider movies. I mean, I like Big Ass Spider, and I like King of the Spiders, and, uh, that's, that's, that's all I got. That's about it. That's all I could stomach. All right. Uh, what about you, Susie? Do you have a spider movie, or did we already cover it? Um, I mean, I, I don't really watch a lot of them. You know, it was kind of hard to really watch any, but I remember um, Eight-Legged Freaks, I think, from a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but again, I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, that was one I was hoping to rewatch before the episode, and I didn't get a chance yeah. to. But that's with um, David Arquette, so you know it's yeah. good. I don't know about that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that either. No. Yeah. Oh, come on! <laughs> no, come on. no. What was that? What was that wrestling comedy he was in? Um, oh, Rumble! What the hell is the name of that? Uh, Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble, right, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have Ready to Rumble in my DVD collection, and Jason used to give me shit for it all the time for having it. And so used I used to. So I well. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. I think you forgot. I think you forgot it was there, and so I would uh, always pretend to say that I loved it and it was really funny. But yeah, it's. Uh, I finally admit it. It's finally. Funny. Yeah, I don't remember Eight Legged Freaks very well either. I remember there was a mall. <laughs> they attacked a mall or something like that. And they were all screaming. That's all I remember. I think it was David Arquette. There was just screaming and running or something. It's been so long. But did we? We haven't covered Mist, have we? No, we have not. A little we bit. We mentioned it briefly. Oh, did, did we? we? You two left like the same time and got back yep. at the same time. So we just thought you guys <laughs> were calling each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we briefly we were chatting. I mean, the spiders aren't a huge role in in that film, no. but we were also discussing the possibilities since. They are allegedly making a series from The Mist now. Oh, yeah, I do remember seeing something like that. Well, that scene with the uh, spider-like creatures in The Mist, when they go into the drugstore, that's, mm -hmm. that's a pretty great scene. Pretty creepy. It is a good scene, yeah. And Because it, it's like, they're really... It's kind of like when like one of the first real moments of <clears throat> seeing what's going on on the outside of the, of the grocery store. As they they leave for the first time, right. So it's pretty it's a pretty suspenseful moment um, when they're going through there and they're seeing all the webbing and people all webbed up. And... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember. I haven't seen that movie in a couple of years, but I thought I remembered. Don't those things like fly too? Am I misremembering that? There's other there's other creatures. There's ones that um fly that look like giant wasps kind of thing. Yeah, there's lots. So of there's just. There's a lot of different creatures that come through. Yeah. The big CGI tentacles. Did you guys ever read the book before? 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah really I liked good. the book a lot. It was very short. I really liked it. Um, I think the ending of the mist was um, crazy. Yeah. The, that's yeah. We were saying how um, if oh. they do the, it will. If they do the series, we are you know they're going to probably follow more along the lines of the the novella because it's more open ended. Whereas the Frank yeah. Darabont movie obviously had an ending that was depressing. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, they'll probably go that. the other route. Yeah. <laughs> I, st- I still say that's one of the greatest endings in a movie. It, it's a good uh, ending. Mm-hmm. It really is. But for the series, I mean, they they would opt for the other one because it just opens, as Dustin was saying, it just opens up this whole world of possibilities that they can explore. Now, is it just in the making, or are they? is this really something that's going to be out? It Well, I think it was, it was just announced that it was... No. Yeah, so it could fall apart before we right. get it, but... <laughs> We'll have to see, I guess. Cool. 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 Well, any other Spider movies? I I started to watch uh, Spider 3D and turned it off. It was so bad. <laughs> yes. Oh, you mean that one you tried to get me to watch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't fall prey to your trap this time. <laughs> Somebody had to finish um, it. <laughs> Uh, that's what she said. Um, I did watch. Wait, well, hold on a Ranch. sec. Just a sec. Did, Susie, did I hear you say no. you watched it? Oh, you did not watch it. I, oh, I tried. I tried to watch it one day, oh. and I couldn't. I don't know what happened. I just couldn't. Oh, the, was the acting horrendous in that, or what? It, I don't know what was happening. It just, I couldn't. <laughs> it was just a bad bad something that it was just done with I couldn't do it any longer yeah it was garbage I think Jason walked in on me watching it and I was asleep on the couch (laughs) twice yeah twice really (laughs) Uh, right. sorry Terry to interrupt uh, no that's fine Um, I did watch uh, Tarantula from 1955 yes Yeah. yeah watched it found that on YouTube and watched that. That was pretty fun. That's probably uh, one of my all-time favorite um, like 50s uh, giant giant uh, monster giant movies. Creature, yeah. Creature, giant creature movies, yeah. It was, yeah, okay. it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's pretty short, as a lot of those were, but... Yeah, barely um, over an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh pretty stereotypical i mean there's a laboratory somewhere out in the desert and this experimental spider escapes and starts to grow exponentially and starts terrorizing people but super fun mm-hmm. yeah it was... go, oh, ahead. go ahead no go ahead sam so yeah it was directed by jack arnold who did a creature from the black lagoon yeah but uh i noticed there's like actually a lot of similarities between this and uh, uh, Kingdom of the Spider. Like a lot of the same plot elements and kind of the same scenes. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I liked it. Kind of a good classic classic movie. And yeah, just like a good combination of like miniatures and superimposition yeah. and rear screen projection. 
Yeah, and it and it it's it holds up pretty well still. I mean, especially if you compare it to some of the other ones from the fifties, where where that whole subgenre kind of took over uh, horror there for a while. You know, the Atomic Age and, and all that. And as 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 it went on, and people were making these on the cheaper and cheaper as they go on, you know, they start looking pretty shitty. But uh, I think it holds up, and I and like. I'd have to say, like, the top, the top, uh, like, three of the, of these movies that the Atomic Age giant monster, um, films come out of the 50s, um, like, them, <coughs> Tarantula, and, um, Black Scorpion are the, the top three for me, and, like, and them is always kind of, like, always been the one that kind of has always stood out, uh, like the king of that subgenre, but I'd have to say that the effects in Tarantula are surpass even them in my opinion. Yeah, because they pretty much just use real spiders. It's just they're all like superimposed, but there's yeah. I don't think there's any like hokey puppets that they use or anything. Yeah, like in them where, but the, I mean that, but that I guess is maybe some of the difference where there's a lot of actual physical interaction between the giant ants and the humans in them versus where it's all just superimposed and and the humans are still standing like if they're in the same shot as the giant tarantula they're still like you know 10 feet away from it you know in a, in a wide shot you know so there's really no really no um close up on like having any practical effects in that sense so yeah true but, but Tarantula, I mean, you mentioned it was directed by Jack Arnold. It came out of Universal. And I don't know my history of that subgenre well enough, but I wonder if Tarantula was one of the first. Because um, as, as, as far as storyline plot goes, it's not, it's not you know, really heavy on plot or story. Um, and, it's, and it's in and out. It's just barely over an hour, uh, like we said. So it kind of felt like maybe this is one that kind of started started that trend. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, 55 is kind of late in the decade. But uh, yeah, yeah, you're probably yeah, you're maybe right. I don't know. I just got a look, I guess, but Yeah, it's a fun movie. I just, I think it's funny though, just the end like all the different methods they try to kill it. <laughs> like they try first they try dynamite and it like does nothing. Yeah, and then they try to bomb it, and that doesn't do anything, and then they just fucking napalm it, and then it just abruptly ends. See, and that's the thing; like, they don't do like uh, any big elaborate like uh, sci-fi explanation to um, you know some fake science in order to kill the giant spider. They just you know just good old American firepower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go in with brute force, and that's it. So yeah, and that's full on YouTube as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, the transfer on YouTube is a really good looking transfer. I was actually yeah. impressed on how well that looked. Yeah. So, if you've never seen it before, check it out. It's not going to take up too much of your time. Awesome. I kind of have a movie. Okay. It's a movie that that uh, I've, I've probably cited many times as far as, like, 
Uh, it's one of the first horror movies that affected me. Um, but when I think about spiders and scary spider stuff, because I watched it so young as a kid and it was so fucked and crazy, uh, it's it's definitely the f the first one I think of. It wasn't on your list, but it's I know the what you're gonna say. 1957 Incredible Shrinking Man. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. And when pulling up uh, uh, titles for this episode, I should have put it on there because it was on some on some different websites as far as um, oh, spider movies spider go. Stuff. Then I would have had to watch it again, and I'm too scared. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a great movie. But yeah, that was a good movie. And then the spider stuff was really good. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> and and it had, I assume, like a Kingdom of the Spiders ending that was just fucking horrifying with like this town covered in spider webs thing. Wasn't that what I'm thinking of? Hello? What? <laughs> well, I, it doesn't, isn't there like, I, I just remember seeing this, uh, I have a memory of like very spider webbed covered stuff in Incredible Shrinking Man. Is that not is that not true? Haven't seen it. Me neither. It's been so long, I don't remember. Can't help you. But here's something interesting. It's also directed by Jack Arnold. Yeah. Oh. And it looks like it was based on a novel by Richard Matheson. I'll have to oh, do a right. wicked words on that sometime. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I haven't seen it forever I did just get I did just get a blu-ray version of it but I have, really yeah I haven't watched it yet but just I I mean you know I don't know if you guys I don't know maybe you don't but like you have those movies that live in your nostalgia of your youth and stuff and like I, I part of me is a little afraid to go back in and tarnish that does that yeah. right yeah, so, I get that. So sure. I'm not in a huge hurry to watch it again. So I'm, yeah. I'm going off really old memories. But but when you say it's like Richard Matheson's, like it makes me think that like yeah, the spider was his big nemesis through this movie, and I just remember like him finally getting free, and then it was just this horribly spiderweb blanketed thing, and he really wasn't. I don't. Again, I don't fucking remember that well, so. But I know that it's a pretty spider-heavy movie, as far as. There, yeah, there's a spider the on guy. the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Spider's the bad guy. Yeah, the ending of the original Fly um, got a pretty horrific moment there with a spider as the guy is stuck in the spider web. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. I'm surprised Terry hasn't brought up Harry Potter yet. <laughs> uh, well, I was... yeah. I mean, it's not really... Lord of the Rings. Or... Oh, horror. Yeah, I was going to say oh. The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, they're witches, right? That counts. Yeah, evil, horror. 
Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of happy witches, most mostly. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to throw this out here. I feel like uh, we're probably hitting a dead end on Spider Flick, so we could wrap it up. But I want to make a recommendation that everybody check out Giant Spider Invasion. I mentioned it earlier. Um, it is a gloriously bad movie. Um, and if you cannot stomach that, there is an MST3K version. Um, oh, that'll make it go down easier. Exactly. <laughs> and it is one of their better episodes, I feel. It's, it's, they do a really funny job with it. But what's great, one of the great moments of the giant spider invasion, well, two things. One, Alan Hale Jr. plays the sheriff in it. And um, for those of you who don't know who Alan Hale Jr. is, the skipper from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> so nice. you got you got that right. So there you go. And he's he's got some great great line deliveries in this movie. It's glorious. But uh, the best part is um, as the spiders are invading and they're becoming giant. There is one that is. Um, you could probably say scale-wise it's the size of a car, and you could say that <laughs> because um, that's what it was. It was a car that they... Uh, right. It was a Volkswagen bug that they put giant spider legs on. <laughs> it's awesome! <laughs> so, giant spider invasion, check it out. I th and I think you could even stream that um, MST3K episode on YouTube as well. So It's a good one. It's a good one. We can't end without at least mentioning the Beyond Spider scene. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yay! Okay, sounds good to me. You know me, I love me some Fulci. I always knew, knew the movie as Seven Doors of Death. And that's the version that I own. And I don't know exactly what I have or what I haven't seen, but I know that this scene, even on my version, is... Well, <laughs> they're fake spiders. They're very slow, and they don't move... Not all move their legs. Um, but this scene is long and painful and disgusting, and it's he has something for eyeballs. I swear, it's just mm -hmm. like he's got to rip them out for some reason. Dude, it's got It's seriously an Italian thing. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. It's not just it's not just Fulci. Like uh, yeah, you got you got Fulci. You know, obviously the in uh, zombie with the splinter in the eye, and you got. Ugh. You got you know bugs or spiders biting eyeballs and beyond, but then like look at uh, Argento and like Argento's opera with those like needles. Oh god, that makes my eyes hurt. In front of the girl's, <laughs> in front of the girl's eyeball, so she won't be able to close her eyes while the killer kills her boyfriend. And there's this like extreme close-ups of this of these needles in front of the eye, man. You know, I could yeah, I could talk all day about like. Italian's obsession with torturing eyeballs. But anyway, go yeah. back about Beyond. I'm sorry. Well, uh, it, it, it is a spider scene, and I think it's definitely notable and it deserves to be on the podcast. But it's, uh, I can't remember how it gets set up. I know this guy, he's in some kind of catatonic state. Is that right? Or is he just like, he's terrified, petrified with fear? That he's, he's like. He's in that library, and he's yeah. up on, on one of those like ladders, and he falls off the ladder. So I always rationalize it, because sometimes you do have to rationalize things in Italian horror movies, but I always rationalize it as that he's like paralyzed, he can't get up because he fell. Okay, well that would be an awful way to die, and just having these spiders come and eat your eyeballs. 
But yeah, I think what there's maybe a couple of them that are real, and then there are a couple of them, well, more than a couple of them that are just kind of maybe on some fishing line or. <laughs> on yeah. A wood, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But that's part of that. That's part of the charm of that, and it's. I love that scene. That's another scene that I love to watch with people, because it's like you get this "what the fuck" moment. You know, like, wow, look at these spiders. They're so fake, and then you're like, it's the eyeball moment, and like, oh. So you get to see two very different emotions watching this scene for sure. You got that close-up shot of the spider's fangs biting into the guy's tongue. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Nice. It's good stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, I love the scene. Yeah, I think uh, I think Sam Raimi actually uses a clip from that scene in uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> what? What? Really? Like, like when he's transforming and there's like that crazy flash cut kind of fucking sequence. Yeah. Like yeah. He, there's, yeah, because there's like yeah. stock footage in that, right? Yeah, it goes really quick, but if you pause, you can see parts of that scene in that movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Now you want to watch Spider-Man again. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't. <laughs> nice. Thank you for bringing that one up, Dustin. That's yep. awesome. I always think about the spider scene in Home Alone with that tarantula. <laughs> 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 Okay, any any other spider moments anybody want to bring up? No? Okay. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll do some segments. How's that sound? Good. Good, let's do it. Good evening. It's intermission time. Our service is friendly and quick. You'll find hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, your favorite candies, hot and cold beverages, and other delicious snacks. So add to your fun of watching the movie. Visit our refreshment stand right now. We're glad to have you with us tonight. We hope you'll come to see us often. It's great to get out to the movies. Hey everybody, this is Wayne. This is Zip. Lori. Brian. Doug. And we're the Necronomicast, a weekly horror podcast brought to you by us, horror fans for you, horror fans. We talk about movies, books, celebrity interviews, your mom. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> Necronomicast. Uh, we also talk about streaming movies, new movies, as well as news in horror. And that's just a sample of what you'll get on the Necronomicast. <laughs> Did we say horror movies? <laughs> visit us at Necronomicast.com. Also visit us on Facebook. And on iTunes and all that. Necronomicast. Uh, we'll scare the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> visit us at Necronomicast.com for more madness and horror and blood. We're good. And it's done. We're back. It's time for some segments. And uh, as always, we always start with. um, um, Really? I I just totally blanked. (laughs) I literally just totally blanked. 
we start with uh, shout-outs, because we need to feed my ego. So let's do some shout-outs. It's time for... Shout-outs! So, I asked, what are your favorite spider-related horror movies? And on Facebook, uh, Sam Mickelveen says, Arachnophobia, there's no way that should be a PG movie. Okay. Uh, Lisa Norvell Owen says, Eight-Legged Freaks and Arachnophobia, I'm terrified of freaking spider. So many exclamation points. You and John both. Uh, Willis Wheeler says, Arachnophobia, Spiders, Don't Forget Kingdom of the Spiders, and The Glass Spider from Kroll. I know that's a cheat. I don't remember that. Derek Patello says, Kingdom of the Spiders, and Rosemary's Baby. I don't remember that one either. Nobody? Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Brian Clark says, Tarantula is great. Yeah. As is... <laughs> as, <laughs> as is Earth versus the Spider. How can you not love a movie where the monster is resurrected by rock and roll? Also, not a horror movie, but Son of Godzilla, Kumonga, rules all spiders. Does anybody know what any of those words meant? No, but uh, that's my friend, so I'm going to act like I know what he's talking about. Is Earth versus the Spider the one where it's resurrected by rock and roll? That's what, what it sounds like. How? What a great premise. Awesome. Right? Another another 50s movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. And in Son of Godzilla, yeah, there is, um, there is a giant uh, spider monster on Monster Island in the Godzilla world, so... Man, I wished all monsters were resurrected by rock and roll. Yeah. Right. It sounds like something John Sullivan would really be into. Yeah. <laughs> he probably has. <laughs> it does. Him and his jam box. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm sure if he were here right now, he'd be like, I've seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, John. Yes. Love you, miss you, John. Um, speaking of John, we got Jonathan Watkins. Uh, he says, the spider scene in Something Wicked This Way Comes has always scared me. And then um, our pal from the Necronomicast, uh, Doug Gabor, he, uh, he chimes in. He says, totally, I remember one night sleeping in a laid-back Indian style, so my feet were at the bottom of the bed, because you see them moving down there, and then he rips off the covers. <laughs> So, Something Wicked This Way Comes. I don't think I've seen that. Uh, I, have, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I don't remember uh, really any of it. Well, so this is kind of weird. Uh, next we have Susanna Zombie Lover. Whoever that weird lady? Who's that? Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't sure if she was going to be on or not. But oh. she said, guys, she <laughs> said, uh, Mesa of Lost Women, 1953. She said, <laughs> she said, proceed with caution. If you have not seen it, it could scare the hell out of you. They have no soul. They swarm to destroy. You have been warned. P.S. I do not recommend this movie if you're scared of oversized stuffed animals. <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of the worst looking giant spiders ever. Yeah? 
It's like one of those stuffed animals you win at the fair or something. They just throw it at you. Remind me of that. I don't know. And they try to make it scary. Try, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we have uh, Doug Vork with his own actual comment. He says, Oh, hell, I may not even be able to listen to this one. Um, K-O-T-S is definitely my favorite. Uh, Rack Hansen. I watched about half of Camel Spiders after hearing about it from you guys not too long ago, actually. Um, it was not good. <laughs> and he's right. It's not. Sorry, uh, I love Jim Minorsky, but no. I, I love my I love my power sometimes. It's, yeah. I use it much. for evil way too often. He says, Arachnophobia is probably the one that gets me the most. Uh, last time I watched it, I kept pulling my feet up off the floor and kicking myself in the nuts in the process. Ooh. Ow. I said, P.S. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to do that. But spiders make you crazy. Um, P.S. Check out the giant spider from Chris Mim. So great. I know Nalani. Is that the one that Nalani got? Yeah. The giant spider? Or is that the one that Mike... You got several from them, the Chris Mim. Remember oh, that? Oh. The guy that was next. Really bad, good, bad movies. One of yeah, those no, was a Spider-Man. Uh, I'm not oh, gonna she comment. Got the space one. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I'm not gonna comment on that yet. Okay, uh, moving on. We have um, our pal Greg Mortis, Greg Morgan. He says, "I hate spider movies, but arachnophobia, honey spider as well. It comes out October 6th. I am in it. What? <laughs> awesome." Whoa! Greg Mortis acts? Well, we'll see if he acts. We'll see. Ooh. Honey Spider, huh? Okay. And then uh, lastly on Facebook, we have Derek Johns. He says, Eight-Legged Freaks, Arachnophobia, and Kingdom of the Spiders. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, on Twitter, uh, Chris Cook, at Counting Cook, says, Arachnophobia for obvious reasons. From the moments in the jungle at the start to small town America, that movie is just so, so good. And we couldn't agree more, Chris. Uh, that's shout-outs. Remember, you can always call in at uh, 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP to leave your comments. Uh, you can, it's your chance to still get on the show. You have to do it tonight. No. No, it'll be too late. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, but you can always call in, leave us crazy comments. We'll f do something about it. And that's shout-outs. Thank you, Jason, for that, as always. Uh, let's go over to Terry with Wicked Words with We're Terror. Ow, ow, ow! Wicked Words with We're Terror. I briefly mentioned uh, this graphic novel series called Why the Last Man. Um, well, not too long ago, I finished it, and it is awesome. Super, super highly recommend this. Um, written by Brian K. Vaughn. He um, had a hand in several other series like Lock and Key um, and whatnot. Um, or no. That's wrong. 
well, anyway, uh, this, I, I was a little hit and miss for me in the, in the middle, the whole premise of this series, if you don't recall, um, basically there's something that all in one instant wipes out every male on the planet, animals and humans alike, like there are no men anywhere, except for this guy named Yorick. Um, somehow him and his male monkey survive whatever happened and so he's just sort of roaming the planet that's just full of women now and it's just complete anarchy and dystopia and it's just craziness um, but it's it's such a great premise um, and man I can't even tell you I got I got so attached to these characters I, I, I like, I cried in the end. I did. I don't actually cry that much when, when I'm reading things. I got, it was intense. It's, it's good stuff. Um, and I watched actually the, uh, there was a short made, someone like a fan made short, um, wasn't, super high quality or anything but uh it, it was pretty decent it's on youtube you can find it on there um but really i'm i'm saying someone needs to make this into a television series i think that it would it would make bank right now especially right now like now is a really female empowered time and having a show where there's only one man on the planet sounds like it would probably do pretty well. Um, so I don't know why it hasn't been picked up as a show. I think that it would be super, super successful. Um, so I'm really pulling for that. But yeah, just kind of a shout out. You should uh, definitely check out this graphic novel series if you can get your hands on it. It's really good. Cool. cool. Right. Out Outstanding. Good job, Terry. Okay, so we got a new segment. Rayon John Stalter is joining the segment world, I guess. Um, <laughs> resurrecting. <laughs> resurrecting a classic segment. Um, gore games. I'm going to talk a little bit about Until Dawn. It is a PS4 exclusive game. And the best way to, uh, I guess, describe it to people that don't play a lot of games, in a way, it's a movie simulator, if, if that's what you will. Um, there's, it's more to it than that. It's kind of an adventure game. Uh, Throughout the game, in different scenes, you take control of eight different characters, and all the characters are kind of the uh, typical, you know, like slasher characters. You have the jock, the hot girl, the nerd, the shy person. Um, but what's amazing about this game is all your choices matter. Some are small, like, you know, just, you know, whether you look in somebody's bag at, at their cell phone. 
if you if you snoop around a little bit, it might affect your relationship with that person. But then there's bigger choices, which they call butterfly effects, that just kind of branch out. Like if I uh, save the person in this scene or whatever, they might help me out later down the line in the game. Um, a few of my friends have been playing this, and each of us have had a different experience. We have all love it, but I've had people die that my friends didn't. Um, I've actually gone through it one and a half times now, and I purposely screwed up scenes just to see what would happen, and I've killed off characters. <laughs> and they've got some gruesome deaths, too. Like, it's very detailed. Um, there's... There's no do-overs. If you screw up a scene, like if you're running along and you have to do a quick time event, let's say you're you're jumping on a log or whatever, if you screw up a button, you screwed that button up. You might fall in the river or whatever, and you're going to have to live with your consequences. Which is something that I like about the game because it it really does feel like you're involved in a movie. You're if like you know other games you die, you're going to possibly repeat the same cutscene over and over and over again. That doesn't happen in this. So everything constantly flows and feels fresh. And you grow to like some of the characters and some you want to uh, kill off as soon as you possibly can. Um, yeah, I mean, there it's it's really creepy at times. Great camera angles. I mean, it's very sim cinematic. Uh, it was written by a couple guys that are fairly well known in, in horror. I'm blanking on the second name, but the one guy is Larry Larry Fassenden. I think if I'm saying his name right, he's he's uh, a writer. Uh, he's also an actor. He he's been in a few movies here and there. Um, but yeah, you actually really like the characters, and it's very well written. Um, Dustin, you said that you've been playing it. You you have any uh, input on it? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I, that's the only thing I can say. Um, it's. Well, I can actually say a lot more, but I won't. Um, yeah. <laughs> the game is so good. It's 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 a slasher. It's a monster movie. It's uh, it's everything. It's, it combines it's, so many elements and makes it work. Uh, and that's what's and amazing. The cinematic part of it is excellent because at the beginning of the game, I feel like it's more, it's got that slasher feel. It's got that teen going to the cabins feel. And the camera angles are just like you're always being watched from like behind mm -hmm. the trees. You are playing a movie, uh, this game, that's what it is. You're, you are playing a movie and it's so good. I'm in the last couple of hours of it. And I guess I, I, I was asking, please don't spoil it. But yeah. You probably got a completely different ending about oh, yeah. what I'm going to get. So I mean, I literally, I can't play this by myself. Somebody needs to be like in the house or <laughs> around. Uh, the other night we were playing it, and Nalani's sitting beside me, and we get to a point where it's 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 high high tension, and you've got to choose if you go left or right. And I, you know, I choose right, and then just bam, the jump scare. Oh my gosh, she screamed so loud. We screamed loud. <laughs> like, we, it's scary. It is. It, it will totally scary. get you. Oh my God. I can't, I'm, I want to play this with a bunch of people to have everybody just yelling at me at once or somebody yelling at somebody who's ever playing me, like, turn left, turn right. No, no, do go Or everybody, t everybody takes a specific character. Yeah, exactly. Like that you're was, Matt and you're Emily, and, you know, I mean, not every character is in every scene, but you really. Right. Doing that with a, a, enough people, it, it will, yeah, everybody will be included, even if you just play for two hours. It'll be a lot of fun. 
I mean, obviously, you got to be in control of the quick time events, and you could still screw that. Or people could be like, "Ah, eh, screw it up. Let's see what happens." You know, because they're not fun. exactly difficult quick time events, but I mean, I could see how somebody might, you know, miss a button here or there. I mean, sometimes they are pretty quick. They do come but, up very fast. But it, yeah, it, the the attention to detail and just the way the characters are and interact with each other and, uh, Peter Stormare is in like the in-between episodes because it's very episodic yes he it's kind of set up like a, in a way a tv series i mean you get you know what happened previously on until dawn but in in these uh i don't know i don't really want to say cut scenes but these you know the in between uh scenes peter stormer's in it and he plays a really creepy psychiatrist but it looks exactly like him oh, like yeah, everybody looks on. exactly like their actor it's so unnerving at times. Yeah, the, the oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, yeah, this game is amazing. We should just all play it tonight. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's so worth it. If anybody out there has a PS4 and they're kind of on the fence about it, if you like horror, if you like old school, you know, in a way, point point and click adventure games, you're gonna like this. It's well acted, um, just genuinely creepy. And it's some of the most fun I've had with the game in a long time because, I, yeah, my, my choices actually mattered. And when I started it immediately, like, you know, I finished the game, started over again, I I was making different choices and seeing a completely different game the second time around. Mm-hmm. That never happens. Yeah, I can't wait to go play it again after I get finished. It, it feels like you're just watching a, a, a TV show or a movie. But just a different outcome each time, and so it's, it's you know, it really is choose your own adventure books. It's a choose. It, it really is. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and they they pulled it off. I mean, this has been in development for quite a few years. I mean, it was originally going to be like a Sony PlayStation Move game or whatever, you know, uh, for the PS3, and they they retooled it and they did a fantastic job. I I can't wait to see what the company does next. I mean, I I'm not saying we need a sequel for this game, but they definitely they pulled it off. They pulled it off really, really well. And it's on what system? PS4. PlayStation 4. So I give it a two thumbs up. Sounds, Dustin gives it two thumbs up. Sounds too oh, yeah. scary. No way. No way. <laughs> I'm bringing it over this weekend. All right. Giggity giggity. <laughs> All right, boils and ghouls, it's that moment you've all been dying for. It's time now for Insane's Picks. Thank you for that introduction. Okay, so keeping within the theme of this episode, my Insane's Picks this time around is the 2013 film. It's not from 1953, but you might think so. The Giant Spider. That's why I didn't want to uh, comment on that earlier when you brought that up. Oh. So, it's written, directed, produced, and edited by Christopher um, Mihim. Is that how you say his name? M-I-H-M? Anyway, it's it's a lot like the uh, the old tarantula movie we were talking about before. Um, radiation from an atomic weapon testing 
uh, creates a giant killer spider, and it's up to like a group of scientists, a general, a reporter, and his fiance to stop it before it like destroys the town and kills everybody. Um, Christopher, uh, the movies he makes are all amazing tributes to the films of the of the fifties. They're all shot in black and white. Uh, they're all done as <clears throat> as period films, as if they were these movies that were made from the from the fifties. Now, and I've seen um, a lot of films that are d that are done in this style, uh, or done um, in the styles of like other decades, or have you? And on on um, on lower budgets, on way more um, on indie micro budget levels, uh, those you know the films really don't give you the, <laughs> the full feel of those 1950s movies. But um, the hit, uh, Christopher's films do an amazing job of really hitting on that um, um, that 50s feel. Uh, he really captures you know the look and the style of those films from the from the acting to the costumes uh you know to the dialogue to the special effects to the to the set design all that stuff um and what's great is that like these are on these are um honest films here that are really trying to be you know these sci-fi horror films from the 50s um they are not done in a satirical sense yeah there's comedy involved with it but that's just based on the type of film that it is, it's not really poking fun or, or being exploitive of, of that genre. He's basically, he, basically Christopher didn't leave the 50s, and that's the type of movies that he's making. So the the effects are done really well, um, really, really well. It's a lot just like Tarantula where it's like um, forced perspective, uh, superimposed images, and, and stuff like that. Um, and may and done even probably better than tarantula but what is great about it is still it has that sci-fi feel where it's like you're not really seeing a um an, a close-up shot of the spider in the vicinity of a human it's like a lot of wide shots where you see a person they're about 10 feet away from this tarantula that's crawling across the screen kind of thing they do have like um a close-up shot of the spider's face which is a puppet um, and then there's like a shots, a couple shots here and there where somebody's fighting with a spider leg, and it, you know, the camera angle is shooting down. So it's all even effects-wise and, and camera angle-wise done in the '50s style. Um, and what is also great about that is that they are really trying. It, it they're really trying, just like the effects artists did in the '50s. They aren't perp. You know, Christopher isn't purposely like making you see the string or um, doing a, a really bad job at the superimposing so it doesn't look like the, the two elements are in the same in the same frame uh, it's it's done really well to really try to <coughs> match the look of the of the films from the 50s and not to make fun of those films so it's a quick watch it's again like tarantula it's only like an hour and 11 minutes long um, the my only my only uh, complaint or the only thing that, that um, um, I don't I didn't really care for with with Giant Spider it kind of takes me out of out of the fifties realm that he's trying to to put you in is that the whole movie is overdubbed 
and it's not overdubbed badly. It's still done really well, and like the the dialogue matches the mouths really well. Um, but you could you could still you can always tell when something's overdubbed, and and that's a lot of times because like when you're doing the overdubbing, you have your actor sitting in a chair speaking into a microphone. So it feels, some of the dialogue feels really stilted in the fact that, okay, this is a guy speaking into the microphone. And it's, it's, it's mixed in a way that it, it still, it doesn't sound natural all within the environment of what's going on. So, um, not that it's done poorly, but it's still obvious to me. And, you know, again, going back and just recently watching Tarantula, they recorded sound back then. And... To imitate that, you would you would have maybe a lot more room noise because some of those some of those uh, '50s films really sounded like the microphone was was really capturing the whole room and not just not just like lapels on the actor's uh, outfits or whatever. It's not it's not as um, directed as as you get today, or in this case with the uh, overdubbed dialogue. So. I think it kind of hurts some of the performances, um, like when people are supposed to be like way overacting and even more intense. It still feels a bit subdued because again, <coughs> it's a guy talking into a microphone, and it's a little disappointing because you have great characters like the general, who's like a very sexist character and um, doesn't take orders from women, blah 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 blah, and he just always talks with this grumbly voice and. You could tell that the character's supposed to be just like way over the top and just really loud, but it's pulled back because it's all overdubbed. So, so that's my only complaint really. Um, the score is beautiful. It sound again. It just sounds like music straight out from those movies in the fifties. So, if you get a chance, he's a uh, Christopher is an independent filmmaker uh, from the Minnesota area. Uh, check out his stuff. You could you can. Um, uh, read more about giant giant spider at thegiantspider.com, um, and and probably be able to check out some more of his films. Uh, great guy, we got to meet him at uh, Crypticon in Kansas City. That's where I first uh, you know found him and his films, and I bought a few, and can't wait to watch the rest of them. Really uh, digging what he's doing, and um, great to see somebody uh, making films like that, but with a specific niche like that as well. So. So definitely support him. Check out his stuff, um, and that's uh, in Saints Picks for this week, this episode, the Giant Spider. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, we got the, one of his movies and just watched it that that night we got home from Crypticon, and uh, it was really good. I was surprised at how good it was. It was the outer space one, but yeah. and you and the the lines were dubbed um, over on that one, but it didn't it didn't take me out of it. Uh, I guess maybe for that you know for a sci-fi. A movie, but yeah, I thought it was excellent. I thought all the props are really cool and they're really clever in how they did things. And yeah, it, yeah, he, it, 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 it's played straight. It's there's no joking going on. But yeah, yeah I, we really enjoyed it. It's really earnest in 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 what he's doing. He's not making fun of those films. You know, right. those are the obviously that's the stuff he loves and that's the stuff he wants to make and that's what he's doing and that's what's that's what's so great about it because you see other things like you know Lost Skeleton of. Cadavra, where it's a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but there's mm -hmm. definitely a lot of tongue-in-cheek and poking fun at you know. There's a lot of humor in the film at the expense of that subgenre, 
and that's not what Chris is doing. He he is he's just he's making the movies that he loves, and he just happens to love fifty sci-fi and horror films. So. It's awesome. All right, so does that wrap it up? Is that it? We done? Might just do it. Wow. Feels like we just started. <laughs> I could go for a couple more hours. Yes, we know you can. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for being on. Special thanks to Susie. Susie! You did it! Congratulations. Thank you. Hope you had as much fun as we did. Absolutely. I did. Thanks a lot. Yeah, hopefully you'll be back. Hopefully we didn't scare you off too much. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> nope. All right. <clears throat> okay, so... So that's it for this episode. Uh, we will talk to you all next time. Goodbye. Oh no! Could this Bye. be the end of? Later. Tag of the killer.